The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. He took a long time to think today. He did Good take morning. a minute. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. We're back. We're late today, actually. It, we're starting. Hi. We're starting this about an hour later than normal, and it is a hundred percent cat's fault. Oh, all my fault, and I will eat my bagel and ha be happy about it. No, no, no. no. She'll drink her coffee and be happy with it. <laughs> and she stuffs her face full of bagel. She couldn't. She didn't hear the word coffee. She's confused. I have coffee. I was just eating bagel. I want. I dictate how I consume my. Sustenance. Don't talk with your mouthful. I mean, it's like putting everything on a bagel. Oh, you I probably did not get that rest. Uh, that so everybody, You're everything, everywhere, all at once. Go watch that movie. It's bonkers, and they put everything on a bagel. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I, mean, I, I that's see. another one I keep hearing yeah. brought up. Yep. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once is a movie by A24. It's an independent that most people would never give the time of day. And I swear to you, on my entire collection, the movie is so much fun and so bonkers and so out there. It's just hard to comprehend, and it's amazing. I don't know. I've seen Free Guy, and that had Ryan Reynolds in it. I love Free yeah, Guy. Yeah, it was amazing. Such <laughs> a good movie. But I will I say that everything, everywhere, all at once is the best movie I've seen this year. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Wow, and that's a oh, lot wow. from you, because you see, like, every single movie everywhere. I do. I do. The new movie I just watched was um, Black Phone. Yes! Oh, oh my god, I was just gonna say, yeah, we just watched Black Phone the other day. Holy shit! That was it's a lot of fun. bloody and gory, but that has got, like, the psychological in it. Good god! I haven't Ethan seen Hawk it yet. I need to see that. Yeah, you Hawk do. Oh, I know I do. Being uh -huh. a creepy serial killer dude without actually having to do anything super creepy. Like... Yeah, no, it was it was good. And it was really funny, too, because we literally just, like, spent... We spent one evening watching the entire, like, Annabelle series. We literally watched Annabelle, like, all what three movies. What a great thing to segue back into. Back. Yeah, we literally watched all three Annabelle movies back to back to back. And then, like, two days later, we're like, let's watch Black Phone. Like, yes. <laughs> I didn't Super really enjoy the fun. Annabelle movies. Did you guys? No. No, I love The Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, so we watched all The Conjuring movies. We watched we watched Annabelle mostly because Jess and uh, Jeremy. The Nun should be your next ones. The what? The Nun. I saw, I saw The, the Conjuring. Yeah, I too. And I saw The Conjuring <laughs> 2, and I hated The Conjuring 2. Okay. okay. Um, we watch them more though because we like the the ghost story sides of it, not because we're doing it for the horror side of it. Um, because we're we are really big into like the ghost stories, like the ghost adventures, and Zach Bagans is one of our like favorite fucking things to watch. 
Ryan's so, working really hard on getting into Ghost Adventures, but it fucks with him a little bit because I think he can see things. Oh, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. He's not sure how to talk about it yet. Aw. That's, that's understandable. Yeah. We'll but figure so, like, it out. We, the three of us here at the hat, well, I shouldn't say the three of us because Jeremy, I don't know about Jeremy, but Jess and I have abilities, I'll say. Um, so the, the two of us like to watch that stuff and like purposely freak ourselves out and whatnot and yeah, we've we've been on like an Annabelle kick lately, and just Zach Bagans. Um, and if you don't know who Zach Bagans is, stop what you're doing right now. Like, stop the podcast and go look Zach Bagans up because we'll wait. Holy shit, we will be here when you get back. We'll we'll even wait. Just... Okay, good job. All right, good. Did you look him up? He's fucking I'm incredible, not... right? I just, right I, just, I, just, I just typed him in. Did you? Yeah, I don't know who he is. Never heard of him. Okay, we'll go find him. We should post him in the chat for those who don't know. Or just go watch Annabelle. Like, Annabelle's a great one. The Conjuring movies are dear to my heart because of the story of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and it's a true true crime adjacent to me. Yes, and if you don't know who... We also do a lot of true crime here, too. And if you don't know who Ed and Lorraine Warren are, you need to go look them up, too. Go on the controversy behind their stories. Mm. so, So, in context with that... Um, when I went to Comic-Con a few years ago, um, there was, it was just before Sorry. The Conjuring was out, and one of their panels was on The Conjuring, and they brought the real-life oh. family in. And oh. they were yeah. super unhappy with the film. Like, they did not... They were, it was, That's what they heard. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they, were not, they were not okay with the way it was done, or how it was done, or how they were portrayed. So it was a very interesting panel, but it also made me going into it a very um kind I don't of a know. negative way. Yeah. But when I did see it <laughs> and not really knowing or delging into their story and took it just as movie face value, the conjuring did something that no other movie had. It reminded me of the Watcher in the Woods. Oh it does kind of have Watcher it in the Woods vibes. So does it Annabelle. Does. Yeah, and so I I really like that, and it was still they kept it more on the believable side of things, and then in the Conjuring two they went completely off the rails. I mean when they when they took the character off the spinning lamp and and it was like all right you've gone I enjoyed the crooked man and the concept behind him because I thought he looked cool. I thought the idea that he was supposed to look like he had come out of that thing was Mm -hmm. very fun, but they were heavy handed. On the on the scary creature, yeah, I did. Is that the the Conjuring actually had the first scare that I've jumped at in a movie in years? Ooh, which one? That movie's a fucking scare factory. I was super pissed because most movies do not. Um, I don't know where in the film it takes place. I can tell. I I can tell you kind of what the scene is. There's a scene where she opens a closet and she knocks and it gets knocks back, etc. etc. And then it scans outside. Then it comes back, and you have something that jumps down at her from the top of the wardrobe. And that scene, oh. I expected this, the, like, the jump scares, the knocking. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've seen it, I've seen it. And it kind of flipped outside, but the way the camera angles brought it back, honestly, I, I, I don't know if it was something my eyes didn't have time to adjust or whatever, but it just kind of lunged at you, uh-huh. and I jumped. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the first time in years I've jumped. It got me, which is exciting sometimes if a movie does well. And I I would argue, and I'm not, people might get annoyed at me, as far as 
As far as pretty horror movies go, I enjoy The Conjuring very much, like, adjacent to The Omen. They're very pretty movies. It is um, a very pretty they movie. They look great. I agree. And that, I, like, and that's that for us. That's how they were. Athena <laughs> just realized that my soda can's over there, and she's freaking out. She's like, "Oh my god! Oh, no, I, what is it?" I did buy <laughs> one from the Conjuring universe that I wanted to see called the Curse of La Rona. And oh, I haven't, la, 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 yeah, yeah, and I haven't, no, I haven't gotten to see it yet. But that and one, I remember liking the commercials for. Um, that one. Oh, yeah. So that one makes my heart sad. It's a it's a big statement too on just like mental illness and what that can look like through social services eyes and it's very upsetting. But also she's haunted as fuck, so people should probably listen to her. But no one does. So no, what I was going to say was before Athena interrupted me was um, the things that I liked about the Annabelle movies was um, the fact that the doll is nothing like what the real Annabelle looks like. Um, they use this really weird, creepy porcelain doll, which hypes up the the, the creepy factor, which is awesome because the real she Annabelle is, is not at all what that looks like. Um, no, oh, did you Google the like interview with the person who has the real Annabelle or whatever? It's... We knew we from Zach Bagans and other things. We knew what the real Annabelle looked like. Oh, yeah. Research and stuff beforehand, so we knew going into these movies that she's not a porcelain doll, and and you know, like you don't look her in the eye, and all of this fun. No, she's not that big, right? Yeah, no, we knew all that going into that, so we knew going into this, this was like a movie and not based on her looks. Um, but I will say the thing that I really liked about the movies was their portrayal of the devil. Like the way that they happen with all the black and the and the horns and like I really really enjoyed when they had the scenes of him actually like appearing. Like I really liked the way they did him in these movies. I didn't mind him. The only thing that like, made me sad about it was I do think that they revealed him too early. You could yeah. have gone longer without showing him because not seeing him was terrifying to me. And you see him pretty yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, I was surprised at that, but especially in the first movie. But like in the, the I think it's the second movie. I'm gonna get them confused because, like I said, we literally watched them back to back to back, <laughs> and they look I, exactly the same. So I think it's the second movie. Um, yeah, is it the second movie? The ones with the with the girls at the at the farmhouse. Is that the second one or is that the third one? No, that's the second one because the third one's about the daughter at. The, the the Warren daughter there, yeah. um, they don't reveal him till later in the movie. The devil till later in the movie. And, and oh, I think I was just thinking of the Conjuring. Oh shit, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But again, still, all those movies look exactly all the same. Those movies are connected, but the way they portray the devil with all the with the black skin and the orange eyes and like the fucking horns and shit, like I love that portrayal of him because usually he has My red skin. Just called me racist for saying all the movies look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, ah. <laughs> From the kitchen, I just hear racist. That makes me happy. I like that portrayal of him versus the typical, oh, the devil's got red skin and red eyes and the forked tail and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah. Like, I like that portrayal tail. of him, of him being. You know, with the darker skin and, and the horns and like, kind and being humanoid looking. Yeah, it was just still, 
zoom in shadowy and spidery yeah i mean that's the one thing that a lot of people i think forget in every in 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 a lot of the lore is that the devil slash lucifer isn't a demon he's a fallen angel so he's gonna look more pretty right he's like certain movies more angelic slash human than a lot of the demons because he was an angel he is an angel look at lucifer right but (laughs) what is your desire (laughs) i take a nap i take a nap right here (laughs) i mean he has all those dynamic qualities to him because i mean he's a fallen angel and he is the king of hell but he's technically an angel yeah, I liked that too. And I though I like I loved um Tim Curry as the as the devil in legend because it was just such epic makeup. It was, and it was fantastic, and I love that portrayal of him too. But again, it's got the red. Oh, it's very what? red, very goat horn thing. What did right. you guys did you guys ever see a movie called The Devil and Max Devlin? No. Oh, it's this fantastic Disney movie believe it or not, which has the devil dealing with the devil's played by Bill Cosby. He's got <laughs> a pitchfork and he's <laughs> wearing <his> red. <laughs> Sorry. Rec- Sorry, everyone. No, I did it deliberately. I did it to set her off. The movie is real, though, just to let you know. I just fit it in there somewhere. As she covers her hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I broke her. It was amazing. Oh. Knowing what we know now. Knowing what we know now, the more you know. Oh, how <laughs> Whenever we bring up Bill Cosby, all it goes back to is those commercials about the pudding pops. And his kids say the darndest thing show. That was always fun. And let's not forget about the Cosby mysteries. That was a thing. Is that like Scooby Doo with the Cosbys? No, their live action is more like a murder she wrote with Bill Cosby. Oh. All right. Yeah. 18 uh, episodes exist. Oh, God. Who let that happen? Someone was, bo- someone was bored and had too much money. These happen on occasion. We're oh, like, someone's cousin had a hold of someone in production. And they're so like, you- hey, cousin buddy pal. Anyway. And so you guys know, we haven't really told you today, but I think today is our, our dark comedy day. Is that is that now fair? we're just talking about I mean movies. the conjuring was kind of <laughs> it's in though. So it's like we haven't really left topic. I just figured no, we'd give I mean them the conjuring the topic. isn't really a dark comedy and Ed and Lorraine Warren are portrayed as the world's most perfect couple ever with no problems or conflict at all whatsoever in their relationship. Which is a lie. It's such a blatant lie. I had to like explain Listen, that to my son. Not when they're possessed. They're they're possessed. <laughs> we get we get possession is nine tenths of the person. <laughs> Let me put it this way: they may not have ever fought, but they clearly left their daughter alone with the babysitter a lot. So clearly, they had some like um, at least at the very least neglectful as fuck. But then, yeah. like even when they're they didn't even portray that when like Lorraine was home, there was no fracture between her and the daughter they didn't fight they were like got along great and she read her bible and her teenagers well adjusted and shit there's just that was the only issue with the horror movies i was like this family has absolutely zero conflict at all Uh whatsoever for the life they live they're like everything's fine like ed's definitely burying someone in a basement later oh yeah what you doing 
That's kind of like cool. House of Yes. They, you know, bury them out next to Daddy. Yes. Yes. Seriously, like, if everything's okay, then someone's buried in, out next to Dad. It's just a rule now. We go exactly. weeks without you bringing that movie up. Weeks! Actually, you broke no. it! No. No. Oh, that's right, because you guys had an episode without me. Although, technically, the part of the episode I was in, I did mention it. I haven't watched that. I haven't listened to that part yet. See? Okay. I'm not reeks without you. <laughs> so, technically, there's only been one episode that we haven't mentioned, House of you. I am so grateful that All I right, you know what? my random... Way early in the episodes. So now we can continue on normally, and I'll have to wait for you to bring it up. I mean, in fairness, this episode, we haven't said you be him and I'll be her yet. Well, now I'll we wait. have. <laughs> Terrible human being. Why are you such a bad person? Okay, how do we get out of this? I'm done. <laughs> is, By the way, ready or, not, ready or not, ready or not. By the way, um, House of Yes is considered a dark comedy. It falls under topic. I Stop mean, it. it's in weird ways. There's parts of it that are so absurd. It is funny, and it's dark. Like it's it, dark. It's upsetting. Holy, uh, but I will say I laugh a lot in that movie. And parts of it are unintentionally funny. Like, and I think we talk about it. Like, if you can get past the initial shock of the first viewing, you get to do the second viewing where you look at the backdrop of this crazy ass fucking movie you're watching, and like the shit on the Thanksgiving table, and the, just the prop work in general. Oh, and Freddie Prince Jr. just just Freddie Prince Jr. And he's just, just there. I originally thought she was going to say if you get past the first shock. It was like, no, that movie, scene by scene, constantly gets worse. Like, you have a shock, and then you have a more shock, and then you have a major shock. They used to have more major shock. And the entire time, we were just like, what the fuck? They're like, this can't get worse. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I just watched it. The whole time. I was like, they're, but they're not going to show it, though, right? Like, we're not going to see that because they wouldn't do that. No, they do it, guys. They do. But you see, so my favorite genre is black comedy, and I can't, I can't help it. Death becomes her has my heart. The new writer. That's that's a hilarious movie. So dark comedy. What do you mean by black comedy? Because you keep saying black comedy. That's black true. Comedy. Okay, everybody, don't listen to Richard when he says that, because if you actually Google black comedy, you will not get what we're talking about. You will get comedies with black actors as the lead role. Um, we are talking about dark comedies. He means dark comedy. He's just referring to the, the 50s. Yeah. Richard it just fell out of the 1920s and he can't help it. It's yeah. not his fault. I mean, and then there's The Burbs. The Burbs is amazing. Once I've bitten. I've seen The Burbs. Oh, it's Tom Hanks. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he has suspicions of the people that move in next door and they're really creepy. And he sees things like bodies and it makes him upset. I mean, I'd be upset if the Adams family moved in next door too. I mean, yes, I suppose. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. That's a very fun black comedy. Have you guys not seen that? Is that a movie? Yes. Oh, I yes. thought she was a TV show host. It's about a TV show host who inherits a house in a this this mansion and her uh, an old cookbook, which turns out that her aunt was a spellcaster. Her her uncle from the other side wants her wants her book, and it's it's fantastic. It's 80s cheese at its best. 
Sorry. Oh, cat's got a cat on her. Oh, no, it's a bear. No, it's a noodle. He just it's woke a... up. Look at his feet shiver. Oh. Um, you have things like as as wonderful as Fargo, because Fargo is just a hoot. Um, and it's pieces of Fargo. <laughs> I'm trying is, to think of. Is that referring to the wood chipper? Watched probably yes. Not super recent. I think uh, technically Scanner Darkly falls in that area, but I think it's real niche comedy. Like Scanner Darkly is almost comedy. There is some funny things in it. Can we just say Robert Downey Jr. is dark comedy? Robert Downey Jr. is dark comedy. Like his whole essence. Just Robert Downey Jr. There. End of podcast. Comedy. I mean, Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie was one of my Oh my God. My mom loved that movie. Like and it's a Robin Williams movie that nobody's ever heard of, and it's deliciously wonderful. Nobody ever heard of Death to Smoochie. There are there are lots of people. There are like, lots I've, of people who never have. Really, very yeah. sad. American Psycho is considered okay, right, so, a dark comedy. Uh, if you guys happen to, will you drop by the pet store and grab a light? For them, they they need one. It's time. And the temperature dropped today, so I can't really rely on the sun keeping them. Like, they were fine for a minute, but. Oh, my can. goodness. This list that I'm looking at, Jojo Rabbit made the list on theirs. Like, I'm yeah. skipping over ones I haven't seen, but Jojo Rabbit is amazing. I haven't seen is that, that the one with Brad Pitt? No, no. Jojo no, Rabbit is the one with, with Hitler is the kid. Oh, dear. Like, He's got an imagination. So it's, it's this little German kid who who is struggling, and he's growing up in World War II, and his imaginary friend Hitler is trying to help him deal with, I want to say, the real Hitler? <laughs> it is bonkers, and it's funny, and it's more heart than you expect. Like, it hits you with this emotional grab in the middle that you don't see coming because you've been laughing so much. And it turns se real serious real quick. And it is a very good movie. Like, that, that kills Baby Hitler. Oh, no. No I one would let us do Baby Hitler. Baby Hitler, I know. Heathers. Who doesn't love Heathers? Heathers is a great movie. It's a dark comedy. It's, Heathers it's... is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Um, I cannot relate to it. I was not a part of the. The Heathers picked on me. I was not allowed to be in the Heather's group, but that was a really fun, like, popular girls imploding on themselves movie. That was a good time. Um, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Haven't watched it, but hear it prevalently come up in pop culture often. Oh, Blazing Saddles is amazing. We got well, Brooks, Gene Wilder. It's it's amazing. It's such a good movie. Um, you know, that Ryan Reynolds movie, The Voices, that's a dark comedy. Oh, and also a great movie. I haven't seen that one either. Oh, I have to put that on our, where's our, where's my book? I'm, like, some of these are supposed to be on our list anyway, and I just haven't put them on it. So, in case you guys hadn't figured out by now, I can't do two things at once, and I have to decide whether or not I'm going to write or watch movies, and nine times out of ten, I write. So, I don't watch a lot of movies. And then when it's I do, getting watch, better. I am getting better. 
And then when I do watch movies, I do things like binge watch a whole series like the Annabelle movies in one shot. <laughs> Me dazzled. I like that too. That's why I like a random side segue with the documentary with Richard when you were like, oh, you watched all three. I was like, oh, that's what's if I hit a documentary up. I do yeah. the same thing you do, Keller, where I'm like, this is what I'm doing for the next however long until we're done. Or yeah. I go to sleep. It has to be really, really sucking my interest to make me binge watch. Like, I have to be totally into it, and I cannot. Like, I, yeah. Mrs. Maisel did it to me. I watched a season in a day. Hollywood did it to I me. I watched the season. season one of Mrs. Maisel. That was a good one. Did I'm I'm like I just haven't been in the mood. Like even things like Umbrella Academy, I haven't watched season three yet, and I just haven't found out the other day there's going to be a season four. Yeah, you know Richard. Uh, Richard, do, uh, names, names. Julian? My husband who just left. Julian. Super. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> um, he was super into Umbrella Academy. Like. Into it, into it, and same, same, just never has not gotten back the most yeah. recent seasons. You can tell when the writing starts to go downhill. I just haven't gotten there yet. I've had so many other things that I've been doing, and I've been kind of on like a video game kick lately, so I've been using my spare time to play video games. So, you've also been being a good parent and like video gaming with your kid when he asks for your time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like, good on you. So bedazzled hit their list. Have you guys seen Bedazzled? I don't know what Bedazzled I, is, but is Showgirls technically a dark comedy? Bedazzled stars Brendan Fraser <laughs> and Elizabeth Hurley. I'm it's sure a remake. If it's a if it's a Brendan <laughs> Fraser movie, I'm sure I've seen it. It's a remake. She's the devil. He makes a deal with the devil to get yes! three wishes. Yes, yes I have. It was a long ass time ago, and it was around the same time that I fucking bought Monkey Bone. I have I love Monkey Bone. That's also a dark comedy. Oh, I fucking love Monkey Bone. I have seen Bedazzled then because I remember him do- hooking up with the devil at one point, and it was some crazy ass fucking chick. It's been a long ass time since I've seen this movie though. This movie sounds insane. It's a chick with an English insanity. accent. Yes, it is just insane Bedazzled? as Monkey Bone and Monkey Bedazzled. Bone. Fucking and crazy. So, by the way, every movie that I'm mentioning in the, the my favorite, you should probably see. Yeah. Just, just saying because these movies have. I, I tell you, uh, the reason why. So, so folks, so that you know, next week we're doing our sneak and old lace, and um, we were having a debate on how we want oh, today I watched to the run. Trailer. Yeah, that's I have great. For our sneak and old lace, I'm not gonna lie. Um, our Sinking Old Lace is about to come out to Criterion Blu-ray, which Ooh. excites me. Um, yeah, For them I for being able to pay to digitize it. We right. love old and, art and, preserved. And it needs to. This movie is is also what I would call one of the original dark comedies. And um, so it inspired this conversation of dark comedies. Dude, he really just let the ferrets out and then left with his brother. Oh! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's so mean. Sorry, carry on. Continue. I just like. That's fucking fantastic. Um. So the ne- the next one on here, Stranger Than Fiction, is listed on this list. I wouldn't have called that a dark comedy, but I can see why it is. Huh. It qualifies. I, it's one of the Will Ferrell movies that I actually like, and there are very few of those. Right. Will Ferrell's like. And it's about a character who suddenly realizes. 
toward the end of the film that he's nothing but a character in a book. And it's... That sounds like it would be fun as shit for Keller. Oh, she would, she would enjoy this. I've seen this movie! What's this one called? What's it called? It's called Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, no, this has been suggested somewhere by someone before. It's, okay. it's very good. And I don't ever say that about a Will... I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, we don't like Will Smith. Bad Santa. Who doesn't love Bad Santa? Fucking Bad Santa. We don't like Will Smith either, but I meant Will Ferrell. <laughs> it's one of the Wills. Bad Santa. Billy Bob fun. Thornton. I fucking love Bad Bob Santa. It's Such amazing. Any, any situation where they're going to put an angry old man in a situation where he gets to cuss at children, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. That's pretty funny. It was the same in, which was it, Bad News Bears? Hilarious. Oh, Hilarious. oh my goodness. A simple favor. Have you guys seen a simple favor? No. It's relatively recently. It's got Blake Lively. Um it's an amazing movie. Is it sad worthy? I'm writing some of these down. Oh, oh it absolutely is. Yeah. A simple favor is something I bought on day of release. I didn't even wait for a discount. Wow. Um yeah, it's got Anna Kendrick who is her twitty normal self, and it's exactly the way she needs to be in this movie. And Blake Lively, who is a psychotic twin. And I, that is the most I should say about that without actually ruining it. But at one point, she vanishes, and a murder mystery ensues, and it's bonkers, and it's fun, and the whole world should see this and love it. You know what's a black comedy I saw recently that is not a movie but was really great? Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. Love it. Oh my god, it I have them all. So fun. So it it's Netflix. So, fun. so I had to buy a bootleg because, yes, I got all the screeners I could get from it. And it's about this woman who gets, she becomes a zombie through unusual. Like in the way like the zombies retain all their human abilities it's more at looks like a disease that she got from something she just like has the desire to eat it. eat people um yeah. like that show i zombie or whatever where she's like a doctor right that's not bad either but this is better okay i'm not saying it isn't better i'm sure it is but i'm just it saying is it kind of like that same sort of yeah it's yeah, like a brain parasite yeah. murders because she can figure out details by eating the people's brains they don't keep that. No, they do not. They don't keep that. The the way she's a realtor. In this oh. one, she's a realtor. But <laughs> it's so basically what it the effects of the virus are like. It just turns your id on override or your ego, your ego. Yeah. And okay. so you like you're just super. If you are super passive and very quiet. You just come like wildly impulsive and also have a weird tendency toward raw meat. But then the first time you eat a person, now you got to eat people. So you don't have to eat people as long as you don't fuck that up. But oh, and Nathan Felian's in the first, Nathan oh, Felian's yeah. in the first couple episodes too. Well, it's like that um, vampire and werewolf trope where if you don't, when you get turned, as long as you like, don't eat people, you can be a passive vampire werewolf. But the second you eat a person, you're going to go fucking ballistic and chaotic. I mean, you gotta eat the people. Okay. Doesn't he doesn't get me. the crazies though. She yeah. just like has to eat people. What a shame. Well, it's, 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 like, it's, it's that same along the same lines of that trope. Yeah, yeah okay. kind of like when she starts to eat people, it's like the rest of the food loses its husband. taste. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it's yeah. like COVID. Yeah, 
human flesh <laughs> that's not a funny joke please don't cancel us someone out there just got very mad at me i'm sorry oh my god the next movie on this list is the cable guy please tell <gasps> me you've seen the cable guy oh hangs head in shame that's actually like the first jim carrey movie i ever saw and i was like Who really lunatic yeah I love you it. Opened I like, yes but if that was also one of my mom's favorites, so I know it exists and I've seen bits and pieces, but I've not watched it enough to say okay. I've watched oh, it. Oh, you have to watch the whole thing. He goes absolutely fucking ballistic in the end of it with the huge ass satellite dish. He's fucking insane. What does he do with the satellite? You know what? Don't tell me because it has been on my like watch list. But we should just do it. We should just do it. Should be. We should just do it. Just do it. Just do it. We need to start because it's going to be September, you know, like next week. So we need to start figuring out what we're going to do for our like Spoopy September. Season. Right. We need to start figuring out what we're going to do for September, October spoopy season. That so we should start picking horrors again. We can start figuring it out. We got to make our two months focus too. Labyrinth this year because we didn't do it last year. Right. Oh, you're right. Let me write that yeah. one down. Because that was one you keep meaning to come back to. Yes. So we should do the cable guy. We should. Okay. Because it'll fun. be a first viewing for me, and you two have seen it, so that would be fun. Seen it so many times. Do it so much. And just Don't the way he's just like cable guy. Like <laughs> so I good. would love to see him in a in a violent role too. Just as someone who I am used to him as a comedian, I envision like the mask, but murderous is the direction he went. Oh, not quite. No. no. Jump on me. Oh. So they're considering Clockwork Orange a black comedy in this list. That's very strange. You know what? It's considered a black comedy in a lot of lists, and it is kind of funny. If you've watched it, there's some weird shit in it. Like I mean, the scene I've that comes to mind lot. is particular is when I it shoves his buddy I haven't, in. Seen, I haven't seen any of the versions or read the book. I have no it's also that. British humor, which yeah. isn't very funny to us. Right. Well, I don't know. You say that, but you haven't seen Coupling. It isn't funny to us that don't understand British humor. I find a lot of British humor funny, but I also grew up with Monty Python and um, oh my god, the only thing I can think of is, is Faulty Towers. I was thinking Flowery Tots, but that's what it says on the sign one of the episodes. It's Faulty Towers. Oh, Clockwork Orange I've watched Hundreds of times, I love the movie, but I, but I don't, I don't really laugh. I mean, humor isn't like milk out of the statues is pretty funny. I was gonna say, I think it's the absurdity of the movie in general that is quali that is putting it in that qualifier. Interesting. Yeah, British humor isn't like I said, isn't you know you're gonna sit there and and, and belly laugh. It's it's just like ha that that was funny. Like Faulty Towers is the same way. You don't sit there and laugh the entire episode, but you sit there and you're like, oh. That was that was a good one. Like that's just it's cut yeah, and drop. Like, I found myself saying, "Well, that was rude a lot of times," but it's yeah, like yeah, and that's that's how British comedy is. Like Monty Python and the Holy Grail is like the epitome of British humor. I didn't vote for him. Right? No, I didn't vote for you. You're not Monty King. Like if you if you don't like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you're not going to understand British comedy at all. Like well, and the new generation is not much into Monty Python at all. They don't. A lot of them haven't seen it and have no desire to, which saddens my heart a little bit. It does. It does. Me too. 
Yeah. But I'm going to push it on them because they're doing something, but. I grew up on that. And, um, oh, God, what was the other thing we used to watch? I can't remember the actual name of it, but her, her and her sisters were all named after, after flowers. And her last name was Bucket. But they used to call, she used to pronounce it as Bouquet, and she'd answer the phone as the Bouquet residence, and then get pissed off because everybody would be like, is this the Bucket House? The fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's a funny trope. <laughs> that show. And it was another British comedy. I can't remember what the hell it was called. And her name was Hi- Hyacinth, and her sisters were like Ivy and Rose or something. Of course. Name was probably Hydrangea or something crazy. Yeah, no, it was Hyacinth. Giving up appearances. Giving up appearances. Yes, I love that show. But this is the shit that I grew up on. Like, so I like coming in with the assist. What's the um? What's there's there's a a British comedy about uh a guy dressed as a woman, and I don't know. There, I think Mrs. Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown's boys. I I don't know. It was funny. It was bonkers. But I mean, I just love it because she'd be like. This is the bouquet residence lady in the house speaking, and then you could just see her face drop, and she'd roll her eyes, and she's like, "Yes, it's pronounced bouquet, and not to bucket." And her husband was just like, her husband fucking hated her, so she like always he'd always find ways to like leave, like it just be not there. Like the neighbors hated, like everybody hated her, but the show was centered around her. If you have not seen Keeping Up Appearances, you need to fucking watch it because it is the best show ever. Like. Well, I think that's why I understand British humor too, because I li- like literally Faulty Towers, keeping up appearances, like Monty Python. Like I grew up on that shit, man. Like you also need to see Coupling. It's a Stephen okay. Moffat show. Stephen Moffat did tons of Doctor Who. It is hysterical. It's I four never, seasons. I've also never seen Doctor Who. That's that's one of the trifectas that I haven't seen. I I've seen a lot of the scientists. The pain. It's okay. Huh? It's just trying really? to ease the pain. It's okay. Well, you've seen a lot of the other stuff. Like I've watched Supernatural. I've watched, right. you know, like Firefly and Star Trek and Star Wars and like all all of the things. But I've never watched Doctor Who. I mean, in fairness, Doctor Who predates all of those. I know, I know, I know, and that's why I get the looks that you just gave me because you're like, "How oh, have you watched all the things? Would you never watch Doctor Who?" Like, I just and never. The deafening that. silence that followed. But I know what the TARDIS is, and I know about his weird supersonic screwdriver, and I like I know how they're on like Doctor Thirteen now. You don't know about him and Rose. I don't know about him and Rose, but I know about the 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 weird piece of skin that's like moisturize me. Like I know about. She's a, oh, that's so great. Yeah, and I know about the weeping angels, and I know about the the fucking weird robot things that you don't turn their backs on, and I I, I know about all them fucking the weeping angels. Yeah, um, but but I mean Doctor Who, like so when I first started watching it was the, with the Christopher Eccleston episodes because I had only had a few episodes in my childhood where I saw Tom Baker, and I'm gonna say like maybe three. Um, they brought it back. I watched the Christopher Eccleston. I I loved it. I knew he was only on for one season. The end of it, I said, I'm not going to watch for him to regenerate, but Rose was still there. Rose is his companion character. Yeah. So I stayed for David Tennant. Um, I find I love the episodes where they go to the past. I hate the episodes where they go to the future. So it's a 50-50 split for me. Um, I'm more involved. I mean, Cassandra's funny, but she's the future episode. Um, but it is it is very well done. I stuck with it through... Um, Tenant, 
and then um, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith. I stayed because I still like the pawns. And then we got into Capaldi, and I stopped. Because right. I, know, I know a lot of people like David Tennant. David Tennant was amazing. Yeah. And I was a Christopher Eccleston fan. It was like nobody will ever. And then David Tennant swiped in and kind of steals your heart somewhere in there. He was, he was, I know a lot of people talk about, he was Dr. Eleven, right? Was he Eleven? I think so. I think, yeah. I mean, technically, originally the show was called The Seven Faces of Doctor Who and somehow that, that, that vanished. Right. So it, it no longer became Seven and it was supposed to be a remake series, but then they just made it kind of canon with them and it right. is what it is. But um, yeah, I I fully recommend some of those. They're wonderful. Right. No, and I know, and it's one of those ones that I know I need to watch. And everybody's like, if you're just gonna jump in and watch some of it, start with you know Doctor Eleven and go go from there. And 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 I need to. And and I, and I I feel like I know. You need to start with Christopher Eccleston, or you won't understand Eleven. Right. And I feel, but I feel like I know enough of the basics about it to, you know, understand the concept of it. Like. The concept is there, but the emotional the emotional appeal is um, is lacking because I've never watched it. You know, he's the last of his kind, and for some reason, he has a soft spot for humans. So he keeps trying to alter time to benefit us and to help us. But there are fixed points in time that he can't change or or alter. And after he's tried several times, he tends to like humans to the point that he usually takes a human companion because he thinks we're quirky and interesting even though he's the quirky and interesting one. Right. Like I've seen a lot of the David Tennant, you know, scenes, like there's little scenes and, you know, gifts and stuff like that on the internet. I've seen a lot of the ones with David Tennant and that's kind of what makes me want to watch it. But you still need to start with Eccleston. Eccleston is, is a good solid starting spot. Yeah. And you get introduced to Rose and she's such an important character. Yeah. Um, and there's just a lot of background I'd have to get into. Yeah, and, and and some of the best episodes are from the first two seasons. I don't have enough time to get into a new series right now. I have other series I still need to She just up. escaped her last binge watch and now has not completed other things. I have, yes. Please don't give me anything. And I'm, and I'm finally getting through my medical stuff, so I'll actually be able to start writing again. I need to start making time to do that. Like, And Shay and I just came up with another story plot point that I have to work in now, and like... Which is good, though, because it doesn't come into, like, the last book, so I have time to work on it, but I need to, like, solidify things there and figure out how it's going to come into play, and... So I need to actually, like, do work things? I just judge her on... on, I I, I judge you on your binge-watching choices, because you'll binge-watch something that's brand new, and you won't touch something that is older on your list and it's like so that means the older stuff really wasn't that important to you and it really should be important to you because you would like it and it hurts <laughs> but that's not it's not that it's not important it's just that my brain my brain does i can't explain it to you anyways this has nothing to do for example she has not watched chip and dale rescue rangers movie yet but she watched all the stranger things season four because it came on after chip and dale okay and stand a picky brain so no shame in my defense, the entire house sat down and watched Stranger Things season four because that's how we roll and we watch it as a family. In my defense, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers should have been sat down and watched by the entire family. 
Okay, you convince the entire family to watch Chippendale, and I will sit down and watch it with the whole family. I love it. <laughs> but I've tried. I feel like Trainwreck should take precedent over for importance purposes. Anyways, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Trainwreck's kind of a dark comedy. I honestly forgot that we were recording for a minute. I'm not going to lie. Oh, did but you in the beginning, awesome? so did I. Like, for the first 20 minutes we're talking, it occurs to me... You can, I wish we had video recording because I'm sure you can see it on my face that it occurs to me that we are recording. Well, I mean, it's in the whole conversation with us on Doctor Who and then towards the end of it, when I started talking about my book stuff, I was like, oh shit, yeah, right, we're recording. We should probably get back to that. I what the topic was for a second. Sorry, well, everyone. Oh, so my next movie on my list is Let's Go to Prison. Um, it didn't make their list. Let's Go to Prison is an amazing, hysterical film. It's about a guy when his victim ends up going to jail. He has to put himself in jail to finish his job. And it's pretty amazing. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's great. It's got Dax Shepard in it. It's it's very, very funny. Um, So there's that. Uh, Death at a Funeral is on this list. And Death at a Funeral is something that I want to see. And this is on my I want list, so I'm me mentioning it now. I've heard that come up. Many, many times. Know, it gets a it. lot of positive. They're really, really it's about this whole family that's trying to patch things up over the death of the matriarch, who is like literally they're doing it over the. And it's pretty funny. Huh. And I, I've always had the desire to, yes, I need to see this. See this soon. Um, so Shaun yeah. of the Dead. Shaun yeah, of the Dead is a good time. I fucking love Shauna. That's one of the few zombie movies. Okay, I like the comedy zombie zombie movies because I I I have this weird trope against zombies because they're so overdone and I fucking hate them. But like the comedy zombie movies, like the the films. Zombieland. Zombieland. Yeah, like Zombieland Zombie was so funny. Oh, and you know what? People yeah. try to give it shit, and I tell them to sit down every time. How dare you talk about Woody Harrelson in any yeah. negative fashion? Zombieland's a good. Shaun of the Dead, like Shaun of the Dead is. Fucking fantastic. I will die on that hill. You guys get like same, same. Such a good movie. Such a fun time. On my list, I have Fight Club, which I wouldn't have thought of in the front of my head, but is actually kind of funny in weird moments in weird ways. And Edward Norton and Brad Pitt are just a fun combination. Their, their dynamic is funny. Uh, I love those two actors too. Like, I, I love Brad Pitt. And any movie that has Brad Pitt in it, you know there's going to be a badass fucking fight scene. And there's going to be lots of blood involved. Dude, once upon a time in Hollywood probably counts yeah, as a Yeah, right? Uh-huh. It does. It does, yeah. Watching Brad Pitt fight on acid is one of the funniest fucking it's things fucking I've ever seen in my life. And Edward Norton is just like, I haven't seen anything from him lately, but I just love I Edward Norton. I don't know what he's up to right now. What is the, the only last thing I saw him in? Oh no, but I just I love Edward Norton. There's just it something did pop up somewhere recently for me, and I was like, "Hey, I just the line back up too." While with Shaun of the Dead, don't forget Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz was delightful as well. Uh, Hot Fuzz is delightful. That's a good Hot word. Hot Fuzz for it. is fantastic. I love oh. both those movies. People don't appreciate those movies enough. Hey, and guess what? Those are British comedy too. They are, and they are actually. I feel like they had a little like cult. They have a little like cult. Yeah, they, do. they have a cult following, yeah. Yeah, it's just that like the younger kids haven't almost haven't found them yet. So yeah. it's they'll get there. Um, on my list, I older older millennials being like, "Hey guys, pushes in direction." 
Exactly. Office space. Office space is on this list. I love office space. Okay. Office space. Have you not? Have you guys no. not seen this? Oh, I'm sure, I have. Okay, so it's basically. I am looking at it. It's on my list. A yellow sticky note for the cover. Yes. 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 I'm pretty sure I have seen this. So basically, it's about uh, a few guys that are they are they work at a really sucky corporate job, and the corporation is starting to downsize and seeing if people are really necessary for the employment, etc. Getting everybody depressed. And they come up with a computer program that will literally take a half a cent or a portion of a cent off every transaction that's done and they dump it into a foreign account and they end up becoming embezzlers of like, um, like it's like millions. Oh, this, uh, that sounds fun. I might yeah. enjoy that. It, it is a fun movie. It's a movie where they're half the movie. They're trying to figure out if they're going to get caught or not. So they're like shitting bricks. Which is and, very much what embezzlers do for the last half of their career. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then you have, you know, you have all the bonker things that are going on the around the entire office besides people getting fired and one guy just owning up to it and they keep him on. And then you have the other guy who they have like moved down to the basement. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny. I'm sure I have seen this movie. At one point they destroy the fax machine, which is an amazing scene. That's probably here to anybody in an office. Again, it like like it was a long ass time ago, and I don't remember it. It's funny you say that because I think they came out the same year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. Some movies yeah. we encounter over and over again throughout time, and some movies you just catch one time, and then it's like, oh, that was good, and you never think of it again. But right, yeah, and all these would have been like one of those movies. And the only reason I remember Bedazzled more is because I went through a phase where every I owned every single Brandon Fraser movie. At that <laughs> I said, dude, people did Brandon Fraser dirty, and I will die on that fucking hill, and I love that man. Anyway, they did do Brendan Fraser dirty, and people are calling. Did you know people are calling for a, a comeback, Brendan Fraser yeah. comeback? Oh, he's got one in the works. He's got one, and it needs to happen because yeah. I that ah. Oh. Anyways, that's that's not today's podcast. Um, yes, people we, got together and rewatched the Mummy and realized their sexual identity is the cast of the Mummy, um, and are calling it? for Brendan Fraser to come back. Whose is it? Okay, I my my fucking asexual ass knows that my sexual identity lives in the cast of the mummy. Okay, like it's just how it is. Sorry, once you watch that movie, you're like, oh well, it's, lots of things cleared themselves up. Yeah, like okay, now I understand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <sighs> Ebotep, what? It's funny last night because um, the kids were playing trivia and they had a question about Brendan Fraser and I was just rattling off answers and then I started just saying lines from the Mummy movie to myself in the corner, specifically the, the You part. just had a personal little reread of the Mummy. Exactly the part about um, the horses over the, on the river because it was like, oh, it looks to me that I have all the horses. It looks to me you're on the wrong side of the river. And the kids are like, what are you talking about? And I'm just playing on my Switch and I'm like, just watch the fucking mummy, you losers. Like, what are you doing? Go away. <laughs> uh, we'll do that movie someday. Oh, Benny. Benny oh. was the greatest little sleazeball ever. Yeah, he was. I, I love Benny. And the so actor. Benny was great too. He did good. So now I'm up to a pair of movies that 
one of them has my heart. The other one I just discovered. And it's Murder by Death and Clue. And the reason why I am combining the two is because I just saw Murder by Death a week ago. Okay. And is it like Clue? Clue is stolen from it. Almost (gasps) all of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, It is and it isn't. Um, When I looked it up online, because obviously the, the resemblance was too strong. Right. Um, I looked it up online, and it was like it's like they took all the best parts of of Murder by Death, and they reassembled them, and that's how they came up with Clue. Oh no! So, mm. I mean, Murder by Death is. Let me pull up actual details on it so I have it in front of me because it's not something you know, I've watched a lot. It doesn't negate the movie's legitimacy. Oh I I. Like, I love Clue. I, I, I do. I will always love Clue. And Clue, I feel, is a... It's a bigger budget film. It looks nicer. It feels nicer. feels less campy. And you which, get Tim Curry. I was going to say, there's Tim Curry in it. But Murder <laughs> by Death and Clue both share an actor. And that's Eileen Brennan. Oh. Nope. No. Um, an no. interesting part about Murder by Death, it's one of the few movies Truman Capote was in. Oh. Oh. He actually made an appearance, yeah. Wow. Um, Alec Guinness, yeah. Peter Falk, Elsa Lancaster, David Niven, Peter Sellers, Maggie Smith, Nancy Walker, Estelle Winwood. They're, these are big names. Yeah. Estelle Winwood is the least name, and she was in Darby O'Gill. Um, so... Like the cast alone was amazing. It came out in 1976, so almost a decade awesome. before Clue. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, so that's enough time to like rest, and nobody would realize it when they t- when they took from it. And the yeah. poster was designed by Charles Adams. Oh, so in the Adams family fame. So yep. it has a great feel, but it's got a cheaper set than Clue did. Like yeah. you can they tell. probably had a smaller budget to work with. Yeah, and they. I think they spent a lot of their budget in the in in the comedians that they got. Uh-huh. Oh, paying their cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. It's supposed to be a parody spoof of the traditional country house who done it, like from Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot, and Miss Marple and Charlie uh-huh. Chan and Sam Spade, and they borrowed do they do parodies of all the characters in it. And you can really see that in Clue, too, how that's definitely a parody. Yeah. So, Clue is, of course, one of my favorite movies and always will be, also with an amazing cast, Tim Curry and Christopher Lloyd and Leslie yeah. and Martin Mull. And I, we've it done Clue. a lot not we've to be loved. But these are dark comedies that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love. Cannot even begin to. What are you in? What are you doing? Um, so definitely important that I mention them. Yeah, of course. This list lists Groundhog's Day as a dark comedy. Would you consider that a dark comedy? Um, yes, because of the the continuality of the the day cycle. Like he gets trapped in having to repeat the same day over and over and over again. There. So there's this 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 dark twisted you're stuck here until you fix it vibe. So yeah, in that aspect, yeah. But 
it, it, I think it pushes the border at the same time. See, I've also been thinking, like, to me, we, we've lost Kat because she's off chasing ferrets. Um, but I think the, the, the Deadpool movies are on that same line. Absolutely. I would yeah. consider them dark comedy, but they, they kind of push that border at the same time. Yeah, they do. So. And, uh, like, their comedy is ideally, like, they're, it's darker. Yeah. Yeah. Truthfully. Yep. Absolutely. So. Oh, here she comes. We'll have to, we'll, we'll ask Kat when she gets back, because I see her. She's returning. Oh, she's got fur noodles. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah, you're as a black comedy. <gasps> Uh-oh. She gasped. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> there was a loud thud, and she ran. What? Something just ran across the floor. Felix, <laughs> all of you. All of you! Are you good? <laughs> no, there's a zoo in my house. They knocked oh. over a chair. Oh, my God! Freaking cats and ferrets. They're like psychopaths. Oh, the, next, the next movie was Groundhog's Day. Okay. Would you, would you a trope a... recently in the Russian doll, and it was lots of fun, and I enjoyed it very much. Okay, so you would consider it a dark comedy, though? I don't know. I honestly, I watch, I don't think Groundhog's Day was a dark comedy. I would have thought so either, but it's listed. I mean, I would have said Scrooge was, because Scrooge is amazing. I'm assuming you've said um. Uh, it's it's oh. a it's a um, Bill Bill yeah, Murray. I consider Bill that Murray? Just yes, like it's just Bill Murray. Comedy. Scrooge is a Bill Murray take on a Christmas Carol, and it's dark and it's bonkers and it's fun. Well, the, and a Christmas Carol is kind of a dark ideal anyway. anyway. Yeah. See, I but said um, I, I said so just because of the the repetitive. You're stuck in the time loop thing. Well, that's what I was, I was going to say. If it's an allegory for the fact that he's, like, stuck in purgatory, I guess. But that's not really, like, a prevalent forefront of the movie. I don't know. I, don't I, would know. Consider, I thought Russian Doll was a dark comedy, and they had stolen Groundhog Day and turned it into a story about a drunk party girl, which I found very charming and fun. And she yeah, keeps dying repetitively, and that's, that's pretty hilarious. She uh -huh. dies in really bonkers ways. Yeah. There's the like a whole part where she's trying to die and shit. Right. And then I and brought I, up um, the Deadpool movies. Those are definitely dark comedies. Those are definitely dark comedies. And lots of people are pissed at Disney for them being on the main feed right now. You oh, can well. make a kid's feed Disney, people. Calm down. Right? Just, Just put a block but... on your shit. I just said it to freaking not rated R, you dumb fuck. For, for real, just do your job as a parent and filter your kids' content. It's not Disney's in. job. Yeah. Stop it. The last time I logged into mine, I had a whole fucking thing pop up that's like, oh, do you want to adjust your parental settings so that you can watch rated R stuff? Yes, I do, because I'm an adult. So obviously, when you logged into your Disney account, you had to bypass it that setting. you do. It fucking asked you if it asked me, so stop being a fucking idiot. This is not Disney's fault. Anyway, stop being lazy. Stop being lazy, parents. Just use the parental blocks. Come on, guys. Like, we're gonna end up in the fucking idiocracy movie that I hate so much. We're headed there. For real. Being headed there, and it's all because people rely too much on fucking technology and don't get a proper education in school, and then decide not to go to college. 
don't know that that fully tracks, but partially, yeah. Yeah, but it's at least Lack partial. Of like, in uh, the system, yeah, no, for sure. I don't, I don't. I think you cannot be an idiot and not go. To I mean, Damn, elimination. You know. Lack of education. Okay, you're right. The college part. I'm sorry for that, but the rest of that tracks. But the rest of it tracks. And it also very nicely mentions another dark comedy that I'm in love with. Idiocracy. <laughs> that movie is amazing. I hate that movie on the sheer principle fact that I know that's where society is headed and I hate it so much. I started watering the plants with Gatorade. <laughs> Your poor shit's gonna die. Like honey, no. Whatever. <laughs> It's got Electrolux. It's got Electrolux. No, I no. That's not how that works. You're gonna sit here in my chair toilet and not move for 36 <sighs> hours and eat my weird ass fucking goop that comes out of the fucking hole in the ceiling. The image I always get from Idiocracy relentlessly every time is just the what's clearly like just a, either a violently impoverished person or possibly a sex worker, and she's just banging on the ATM and it just keeps yeah. saying, go home. Your children are hungry. You yes. have no funds. Yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. Amazing. That's dangerously close to what I've seen in the welfare system though. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we're already headed there. There's parts of that movie that are true today and it's truly scary. terrifying. Yeah. Anyways. Uh what we do in the shadows. That is amazing. What? Have you guys seen this? I have not, but no. I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard things about that movie. That's the only uh, reference I know is that one of the characters declares bat before he turns in a, into a bat in the movie. It is a reality-style movie that's done with vampires. Yeah, it's reality TV for oh, vampires. Oh, that explains it. That explains why I want nothing to do with it, vampires. It's like, supposed to be fucking it's hilarious. Like, seriously, if it has to do with vampires or zombies... You have to convince me why I should watch it. But so, it's on my watch list simply because when I listened to a podcast that was covering it, I was like, I've never seen this. This seems fucking foolish. It seems hysterical. In the most the person, absurd way. The person that wrote it, it is... I can't never pronounce his name. Takiti? What Tati Yeah. Yeah, from Free Guy. And oh, Jojo Rabbit, and oh, he's the guy that plays Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. Correct, and he's the guy that wrote oh. Jojo Rabbit. And he did um, Rock. Correct, and he's got that sense of humor that f comes through. And what we do in the shadows was his baby when it like oh. that. I think one of his first things. Okay, then that that might make me might make me watch it then. It is it's supposed to be super funny. There is a movie, and that movie got birthed into a TV show. Okay. I like the movie better, but the TV show is fun too. And it's one of the few reality style things that I want. Because I don't. And they, the vampires don't sparkle, so you're good. Okay. So that brings me, since we're going to be on how much I hate vamp uh, vampires and zombies here for a minute, another dark com I would consider it a dark comedy because it has zombies in it, is Little Monsters 2019. True. Richard refuses to watch it because it has Josh Gad in it. I hate him. Have I watched it yet? I don't think I've watched it yet. You but need to watch it because I'd also like to point out Little Monsters 1987 is also very good. Yeah, Little Monsters. Yes, but I don't remember it being terrifying. 
this is not little monsters from 1987 little monsters from 1987 is fantastic and this has nothing to do with it because little monsters from 2019 is zombies and the, oh. the, the the concept of this movie is this guy just broke up with his girlfriend and lives with his i think it's his sister and his nephew it's it's, it's his nephew basically and takes him to like preschool one day and discovers that the preschool teacher is hot and goes on the field trip with them but while they're there a zombie outbreak occurs what? and basically he becomes like the hero savior of the movie and rescues the entire preschool class and the teacher he doesn't crawl under his bed to monster no, world and go doesn't. on shenanigan adventures no he doesn't nope well, there's none of that but josh gad's character turns into a zombie during the movie and 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 it's it's fucking hilarious you need to watch it because there's some lines that all i can hear is an olaf's voice that are very very like r-rated material in the sense of like he's talking about fucking single moms in bathroom stalls at his concert oh wow it's hilarious because all you can think of is oh oh it's great so you need to watch it. And I would, it's yeah. definitely a dark comedy. Jeremy and myself and a couple of the kids were like, we're bored. Let's watch this movie. What's this? And yeah, it's just zombie high, though. It's, 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 it's hilarious. It really is. Cause we were saying know that it wouldn't be watching. And by the end of it, we were laughing our asses off and we we're like, that is the best two hours of our fucking lives. Like that's exciting because sometimes you just lose two hours right. and that's right. Yeah, Zoolander. Um, oh, yeah. you have Zoolander. to watch. You have to make sure that you put in 2019 because if you just type in Little Monsters, you're going to get 1987. Yeah, which is still good. Right, which is good, and I'm not saying it isn't. I love Little Monsters from well, 1987. This just sounds like a different movie that you're explaining to me. As yeah, well, which is very why good. I was like, nothing in common. Zombie high? No, they don't. They don't have anything in common. It, it's literally a zombie movie, but it kind of gives me like that Shaun of the Dead vibe too, where it's we're making fun of zombies. Yeah, it's another one of those. Okay, this is a fun zombie movie and not taking zombies for real. So like Zombieland. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So which, is so it's a zombie movie that I like because we're not taking zombies for real. It's not like um The Walking Dead. Like I hate right. things like The Walking Dead. Because they definitely don't pay attention to things like if you're going to be in a frozen climate, zombies are going to freeze to death, and everybody just seems to ignore that fucking fact. But that's but did zombies can't you... freeze to death; they're already dead. Yes. Did huh? it? I said zombies can't freeze to death; they're already dead. Right, but my point is that if zombies are going to be in a frozen climate and they have no blood or heat or anything in their body, they are not going to continue to move. They're going it's to the debate on would they be continue to be an, animated because they would freeze like their tenants and muscles and stuff that are controlling their brains would freeze because they have nothing. They don't develop body heat. Right. They don't I feel like that. Um, I feel like that needs to be made into a film now. Hmm. Right. It needs Probably to be addressed at the very least. Everything ignores it from the, the Walking Dead to Resident Evil to fucking everything and it pisses me off because all of these serious zombie movies ignore that single fact the walking dead they're actually dressed though they there have clothing. is don't right. try to go up north in um i am legend i guess technically yeah. that's vampires they only no, come out at night 
There's zombies in Iron Legend. Do you think they're zombies? I've heard the debate that they're vampires because they only come out at night and sun burns their skin. Is that the Will oh, Smith movie like, that the remake? kind of arguable. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably a combination of, of both. It's like, some sort of zombie vampire mutant thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I like that movie, but yeah, it's another one of those, like, whatever creature they're fighting can... I don't know. It's an in-betwixt, and it's an almost... Yeah. Did anyone here have the unfortunate luck of spending money on World War Z? No. I, have not, I haven't seen it. I won't see it, because not only that, it's also a Tom Cruise movie. I feel like it's one of the lost zombie movies when they were just vomiting zombies out. Was it Tom Cruise? I thought it was Brad Pitt. Was it Brad Pitt? I thought it was Tom Cruise. I don't Either know. Way, I the concept was ridiculous, and everybody only... It was the weirdest cash grab ever, because the one big scene in the movie is the only worthy scene in the movie, and they show it to you in the commercials. So everyone went to see... You guys have seen the scene, too. It's when it's that pile of zombies crawling up this wall. huge wall. Yeah. yeah. They, that's the most interesting thing that happens in that whole movie. Interesting. It was terrible, and I spent $17 to go see it. Wow. Anyways, yeah, my, my hatred of zombies and vampires, which is, is a whole other issue on vampires, is a different podcast. And I we can gladly go over it at some point if we want. We've, We've got, got over lots of things in this episode. Somehow it's taken us direction. Who wants to go over why I hate zombies and vampires? But that has nothing to do with dark comedies. Another thing that I, or movie though, that I consider, I personally would consider a dark comedy, is the Matt Hardy Venom movies. Oh, oh. you know what? I would consider those dark comedies, too. Really would. If Deadpool is a dark comedy, then so are the Venom movies, for sure. The Matt, the Matt Hardy Venom Three. movies, typically. Yeah. So you know World War Z is Brad Pitt? It, is, it is Brad Pitt. And Tom Cruise is War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, that's what Which I was Which is terrible. Yeah. I didn't watch that one because I don't support Tom Cruise. And I Am Legend is a remake to the film The Omega Man, which is oh. The Omega Man by Richard Matheson. And Will Smith just heard it. Because Will Smith hurts everything. It's like he slapped him <laughs> in the face. Him so much. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So did Chris Rock, but he still didn't duck. I disagree. I don't think he did. I thought he thought Will Smith was going to come up and have a comedian diss battle with him. Probably. And ended up getting violently assaulted. Is that Will Smith was going to fucking slap him? I don't think so either. There are people out there who think that's a stage. I think he thought he was going to come up and like diss him in one of his Will Smith respectable rap battles or something and he didn't. He he violently assaulted him on national television in front of my nine-year-old child to which I had just told hitting is not how adults solve ah. their problems. Right. And yet there it was. Next. <laughs> Fucking Tucker and Dale versus evil. Anyway. And we ah. discussed Tucker and Dale versus evil. Yeah, you keep I keep saying like zombies, and then you keep bringing up the zombie movies that I like. Like, we should write that. Tucker and Dale versus Evil is not zombies. What would you qualify it as? Tucker and Dale versus Evil is not zombies. They're not zombies. It's it's about a serial killer loose in in Virginia. Oh, I haven't seen it. It is a serial killer movie. So what Zombieland did for zombies, Tucker and Dale does for slasher. Yes. Oh, that would be fun. I would love that. So oh, you would. The movie's fucking great. You start off thinking, oh my god, how am I ever going to get through this? This is going to be boring. It's going to be so bad. And then all of a sudden it gets funny, and it doesn't it's, stop. It's Alan Tudyk. 
Okay, I'll watch that. Oh, it is fantastic. That should be on one of our Halloween movies. That definitely. I mean, like Dale is wonderful. Yeah, Tucker and Dale is great. That needs to be on our spooky. And that slides me into a rather new movie called "The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent." It's a great name, but I've never heard of it. Cage playing Nick Cage as he's been invited by an eccentric billionaire. Nick plays plays Nick Cage, who plays Nick Cage movie. Yes, Yes. it is. Yes, okay. (laughs) It's a trope within a trope within a. Oh my god, it is bonkers and hysterical, and everyone should have seen it. It's, I wanted to see it, but I didn't get a chance to. Just had same. Just haven't gotten there yet. Heard about it. I know I'm supposed to watch it. Many people have told me that I'm supposed to. It's homework I have been assigned. I just well, it was in theaters, and I just didn't get a chance to get over over to the theater to see it. But it's Nick play, Cage plays Nick Cage, who plays Nick Cage. Like it's the most meta fucking Cage making fun of Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the next one I know is one of Kat's favorites called Promising Young Woman. Hey, that shit was so good. That shit was so funny. Much fun. It was funny. It again. It was, it was hilarious. Wonderful. I haven't seen that one. It's a woman who is making a case for a friend who died that was. I think that's a good way to describe it, don't you? I don't know. Your mic cut out, so I'm not yeah. sure what word you used. Oh, so I said. I it's also about, think it was kind of brilliant. I wonder if the cutout's going to keep. I said it's about a a woman who brought to light a a she brings to light this case that I, I, I just said it perfectly. It's about too. a woman who takes who, on rape culture, and well, it's it's a woman bonkers. who brings back to life this case of a friend who got raped in college and is now dead. And preserving her memory of sorts. Interesting. It's a revenge story. It is and revenge it's very story. Much a nihilistic hero story. Oh. And I I love how they did it, but it's also super. And there are parts of the story where I genuinely end up horrified and I'm like, oh, am I going to hate this character? Do I have to hate the main character? Oh no. But then she like pulls back. And you, it's it's an emotional, bonkers, wild ride. And I think people oh, should go watch it. I enjoy it. There's a lot of like, she's not really going to do that, though. Yes, and, she is. Oh, well, and there's some situations where she's like, I was never going to do that. Of course I wasn't going to do that. Are you fucking dumb? And then just walks out of the room. Pff, match. Pff. Now, of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show should be brought up in this. Oh, yeah. Shoot, is it not on the list? It wasn't on their list, but it was Worst on my game. list. Right? As I'm going through, like, I'm skipping ahead and going back and hitting titles that I want. And I'm not done with the list yet, but it's like, there's stuff that's definitely prevalent that needs to be mentioned. Rocky Horror Honorable Picture Show is one of those. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Oh, yeah. Of course. Rocky Horror Picture Show's, like, I'm amazed it's not on there. Like, right in the front of the list, honestly. Yeah. And I know that I mentioned this. I didn't realize that it was actually going to hit dark comedies. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Did I, I have I described this movie to you guys, or was that off the podcast? Not on air. That, that was, was off, off the podcast. Well, I think we mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but you haven't described it on the podcast because we've talked about it before. Well, like we had a whole conversation up at the pool about like the rock scene and the hot dog fingers and. Wow. So, <laughs> so out of context, that sounds. 
and it's a bonkers ass fucking movie, man. The 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 very strained. If you go down to the bare bones basic plot line, it's probably about the longest IRS audit in the history of IRS audits. That being said, Jamie Lee Curtis stars uh, is a secondary star to the main characters. She's the main villain, and it is a wonderful movie about a woman who a normal everyday housewife is tagged to help the greater bit of all the multiverses by a multiverse version of her husband to help them save the universe. Terminator? Um, it's not Terminator. She's very human. And it's kind of but, the plot of Terminator though. But she gets bounced between all the multiverses, not through time travel though, all the multiverses right. and she can harness all the powers that her other multiverse selves have. So Doctor Strange Kind of a mixture of Doctor Strange Doctor and the Strange Terminator. Sex and... with the Terminator, yeah. And they yeah. Have an illegitimate um, baby behind the bleachers in high school. Is it's that a what's bonkers happening? movie? It's it's such a bonkers movie. Everyone needs to see it. I want to see it. It is great. I, I guess I don't have anything else to say, but it's just that it should be seen. Well, not only if I go and sit there and try to pick it apart. It's going to be more difficult to, and it's going to ruin any surprise that you have. Right, and we haven't seen it yet, and it's a new, it's like a new, new movie, and a lot of people probably haven't seen it yet, so don't, don't pick it apart too much. Now, we should also look at Little Shop of Horrors because Little Shop of Horrors is amazing. Little Shop of Horrors, which, by the way, Tisha Campbell from Rags Riches is in, which makes me happy. Horanis, <laughs> right? We do have to, we have to put that on the list because I only know it pop culture prevalently and through pieces I've seen. So same. I haven't actually watched it either. Um, why don't we do that for a Halloween movie? That is wow. Okay. I don't even know how to handle that information. Uh, oh my husband my said the God. same thing and was like, I can't talk to you right now. And I was like, What do I do? And he's like, Haven't fucking seen it. Yeah, I agree. Me. I agree. I so agree. Holy fuck. Huh. Yeah, um, like a fucking fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. Haven't watched Little Shop of Horrors. Fuck is wrong. I got shit for that. <laughs> like, then I have a fun TV movie that nobody seems to have heard called How to Murder a Million. No, how? Yeah, How to Murder a Millionaire. I did that right. Huh. Um, oh. How to Murder a Millionaire stars Joan. Wow, really? Wow. All right, moving it's on. Tell, tell Hopkins. Rivers, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Joan Rivers and Telma Hopkins. And it's about a woman who finds out her husband is trying to kill her, or she thinks he's trying to kill her, and she decides to run away haphazardly into the lower class version of Beverly Hills, because she's a very wealthy woman whose husband wants to kill her. And she ends up having to clean toilets with Telma Hopkins. But it's bonkers and it's fun and it's a movie that is unexpected and there's a lot of life lessons and it's it is a dark comedy it really is a dark yeah. comedy so highly recommend that which <laughs> nicely leads into my um 
Yeah, that's oh Jesus! I'm having a, a brain farts, people. Not Richard. Okay, can I, I honorable mention while your brain puts yep. itself back together? Uh, 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 yes, um, please. Not on not on the list as a movie, but watched it recently and fell very very deeply in love with it. Was why women kill, and you get Lucy Liu in it, but it's three active stories working at the same time with women who end up killing their husbands all for different reasons and you think it's going to be like true crimey typical black widow thing and you fall in love with everyone and it's super fucking hilarious and they talk about important things season like the second season is like eh, i don't know it's okay i guess but the first one was fucking gold chef's kiss it was hilarious go i support that one and that one is why women kill that actually sounds fun it's so right. much fun so, the movie I was trying to remember the name of right now is Betty. Okay. I don't know if you've seen Nurse Betty or not. It's from 2000, so it's it's a little older. It's Renee Zellweger and um, Morgan Freeman, which is super awesome. Um, He's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he is, but it's also got Chris Rock. And <laughs> also <laughs> fun to watch. Him too. He's fun to watch. And it's got Harriet Sampson Harris, who I absolutely love. Um, she was in the Five Mises Buchanan's and she was up in Desperate Housewives. And she is she's a fun watch if you ever get to see her. And this movie is about a girl who sleazy ass boyfriend and she blocks it out. She she her her brain she's watching her, she's so, she's very addicted to the soap, and she's very into the soap, and she has the soap on, and she looks at the TV right after it happens, and all of a sudden, instead of it thinking she's herself, she thinks she's this character on the soap opera. Ah, and she a story sets, of dissociative personality disorder. And ah, she's off in search. Trauma. She suddenly decides to leave the area, and she goes off in search of her one true love, who is on the soap. And oh. it's... I kind of love that, actually. That might be fun. So the two color killers of her boyfriend are after her the entire time when she's completely oblivious <laughs> and living in a dream world. Because and she's it is, associated, checked out. And it's fun. It's a fun, sounds fun movie. Sounds fun. You know what I enjoyed that I see on here that's... I guess I did consider a dark comedy, but could qualify as one. And I stand alone on this hill a lot. This is the end. Um... So I mean, yes, it is. It is on the even on the list I'm looking at. I oh, personally okay. hate the movie. I I I didn't I care for it at all. So I, I hear a lot of a lot of my friends really liked it. They liked the scene where you know he gets fucked in the ass by the devil. I don't. <laughs> it wasn't much for that part, but I did enjoy a lot of the tropes of like elitist Hollywood. I also really enjoyed the dude that screams at everyone that they stole his phone, and then he finds it in his pocket because he's all coked out of his gourd. Like those were the things in it that I paid attention to. To prepare, um, I like it didn't appeal to me at the time. I don't know if my perception has changed because I feel like it was a long time ago. I mean, I saw it when it first came out. Everyone thought it was funny. I didn't. I was. I, mean, I, was I don't think ball. it was as big a deal as they made it, or as great as they made it. But I thought it was kind of like that was a kind of funny, entertaining movie. And it was kind of like the movie play themselves, which was entertaining. That movie that I watched with, I uh, everybody loved it. I watched it. I didn't find it funny. About four guys that are having, and then they made like four of them, and they were all terrible. They were all the same movie over and over again. 
Hangover. Oh, the Hangover. Oh, yeah. The Hangover movies went on far too long. Yeah. And that came out at the same time frame? It was. So, that was around the same time. The first one was okay, but after that, they were, I was, yeah. The first I one was okay, but I had, no laugh, I had no laugh out loud moments in it. No? None. Okay. Uh, which was, I thought that there was actually a problem with my, my sense of humor. No, it's just like bro, dude, boy, funny. That's all. Yeah, it's like dude, where's my car? It's I that like one that I movie. didn't get, and someone tried to have me watch it far too young, and I was like, this is I don't understand, and this is kind of dude, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> See, I, I I like dude, where's my, but um, yeah, each each preference is own, but yeah, it was just a movie sure. that didn't hit me. So I'm glad you mentioned it because I wouldn't skipped over it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, did we mention Ready or Not? Have we talked in length. Have we oh, actually did, mentioned that? Hey, did we do Ready or Not or Ready Player One? Ready, you... Ready Player One is a note. Is a note. That's not in here. Never mind. No, but Ready or Not is about the the woman who marries into a family of people. Of oh this, yes, we did the game right. tycoons. Yeah. And oh, wait, I don't know if we did it off air or not. Oh, we might have. So Ready or Not is an amazing film. It was sort of newish. The woman is marrying into this family of has this game board dynasty. Like, think of it as you know Milton Bradley or Parker Brothers, and it's very much parodied like that. Well, apparently they made their fortune by making a deal with the devil, and every night somebody gets married, they bring them down, they play a game, and if they're accepted, they hit into the family. There's specific games that this ghost of this the, or the devil is supposed to pick. Okay, I've heard of this and it's on my watch list. I oh, did not excellent. know it was a dark comedy, though. Oh my god, it's hilarious! It is so funny, and it's 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 it has its moments. And the whole thing is she gets the the game is drawn for her called you know um you know, hide and seek, and because it's hide and seek. It means that the family has to kill her in order to maintain their dynasty and their lives. What the fuck? Yeah, so that's what, I, that's what I understood from it too, and I was like, "Explain yeah. more," and they were like, "No, go watch it." I was like, oh, "At that point, I should tell you to go watch it because that does give you a, a good background of what's explained in the first ten minutes." So the rest of the night is her fighting back and figuring out how to live th- through this bonkers night because they haven't. So, um, but yes, it's okay. very funny. Very, very funny. Huh. Highly recommend. Um, Beetlejuice. Ah, Beetlejuice, yes. It is indeed hilarious. And so much fun. And they made a cartoon series afterwards. Yeah. And and it's it's about it's a couple that, that die and they are being tried to be tricked by another ghost into setting him free and creating chaos. All of their learning how to. In case to you've been be living under a rock for the past thirty years. Or yeah, I hope you've seen this. Um, another one on this well, list, which I did like the movie, but I didn't find it as. Ben was Knives Out. I was just thinking about Knives Out. I haven't seen it yet, but I was like, "Is Knives Out going to be on this list?" It is. Okay. Um, I have you seen it? It's a, it's about a group of people. The matriarch gets murdered, and they have to figure out who did it. And like it's there's clue with I was just, yeah I was a, like, who has murder like modern it's day clue with less comedy 
modern day clue. clue. Good job, Kat. That was good. It's Clue with the murder. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Another no, movie no, listed no, on no, here no, where no. I can kind of see is Inglorious Bastards. <coughs> that one okay. makes sense to me. I mean, it does. in the sense that it deals with a very dark topic and makes it pretty funny. I will get my Nazi scalps. You watch Brad Pitt just be fucking unhinged. It's pretty no. funny. This is a movie I've never heard of but looks interesting. It's called World Greatest Dad, starring Robin Williams. I've been, yeah. God damn it! Honey, honey, I love you. I love you so much. Can you please not step on my keyboard? You're talking to the cat. Not Sorry. us. Yes. Please don't walk into my keyboard. Now she has a kitty mustache. <laughs> her cat is trying to climb on her shoulders. That's what you guys can't see. She's just like all up in my shit right now. Are you going to be okay back there? It's super interesting because they put both Adam's Family movies on this list. And I don't... I mean, I they're dark. Those I dark. Mean, like, they're darkly lit. But but they're based on a comic book. Like, mm. well, And they're supposed to be funny. Like, it's not funny right. through irony and dark humor. It's They're supposed to be. It's very intentional. Yeah. They, they list Pulp Fiction on here. Pulp Fiction's kind of a dark comedy. I mean, I mean it is kind of... You know what they call a Big Mac in France? But I remember being more on my the edge of my seat with that, but it was also my rated G period, so I don't... Right, and at the same time, like... I, the think scene, I mean, I can see where there's comedic moments, like the scene where... Quentin Tarantino uh, thinks he's funny. <laughs> and, and when they're fucking high as balls off the cocaine, it's kind of funny. That's like, pretty funny. Right? Um, I would consider, like, uh, Dust Till Dawn... More of a dark comedy on Quentin Tarantino's end than like. God, I hated that movie, but he didn't really? direct it. Yeah, um, that was my first really exposure to that type of film, and I was still in a rated G period. And all I remember is the snake being around her, and it terrified me. I hate snakes. Yeah, she um, said that from what about the Indiana Jones movie? Um, I didn't see Indiana Jones. For years, I think I was almost thirty uh, when I saw them. Okay, but would you consider them like? Well, I don't know if they'd oh. be considered a dark comedy or not. Actually, now that I think about it, oh, Maybe I thought you were referring to the snake and how I couldn't, how I, how I couldn't watch them for so long. No, 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 no. That just all used I know is George Clooney is a fucking babe in that movie. I mean, I would call them more action adventure than dark comedy. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually after I said that. I was like, no, never mind. Um, they say a movie that's on my list that I haven't seen yet is on here called. And oh, I know it's Nick C Raising Arizona. It's Nick Cage and something to do with a baby. You keep oh, cutting. No, I've heard of Raising Arizona. Another of my mom loved that movie, and it's kind of a take on. There is a true story where a couple kidnapped a baby and like tried to raise it as their own, and just like figured no one would mind. It would be fine. That's so do I keep cutting in and out? Because I, I, I mean, I, it doesn't happen for me on this side. It, yeah, it is for me. It makes me wonder uh, if your connection is not solid. Do for me a little bit, but I thought it was maybe just my connection hearing that. So it was just Interesting. We'll have to see you afterwards. Um, yeah. They're also counting MASH as a dark comedy. I've never seen the movie. Again, oh. I guess because it deals with... Wait, oh. the movie? MASH the movie. has a movie? Oh yeah, it does. That's what started the the TV show. Yeah, I would oh, say the movie came first. It yeah. did. 
Yeah. Uh, it was great seeing her face, though. I would say the movie and the TV show. Yep, dark comedy, especially once you get, especially in the later seasons when you get into Hawkeye and his backstory and why he's the way he is. Yeah. So I'm kind of super classic. happy, guys. Monty Python's The Meaning of Life is on. Oh, that's a great one. Go watch it just because people should have that under their belt. You should have every sperm is sacred. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. I say the meaning of life, but all I can think of is the life of Brian when 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 one of the characters is like, "Call me Loretta, and I want to have a baby." Oh, oh, guys, our snicket old lace is now here. Oh, oh we're getting to the end. That's the movie we're gonna watch. That is amazing. God damn it! Hold on, I'll be back. The Royal Tenenbaums is on here. What? The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh? Which is a fun, it's a Wes Anderson movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, it's about chaos within a family. Oh, interesting. Um... Election. I didn't find election in huh. I haven't seen election, so Okay, they're counting all about Eve as a dark comedy, and I love that movie. I it was it's an Oscar Best Picture winner. Okay. And it's about a woman who takes over one actress taking over another actress's life and even stealing her award. And it's fascinating as as oh. hell. It's really good. Um Betty Davis is in it, and it's phenomenal. Um, oh. I I can't recommend it enough. They're counting I, Tanya as a dark comedy, which I gotta admit, I even laughed over the Tanya Harding case in the 90s. Because it seemed ridiculous. It was so fucked up. So I haven't seen the movie yet, but it is what it is. Yeah, I haven't either, but that whole situation was so fucked up. And truthfully, I think that actually that comes to the end of this list. I, I don't have a list. You're right. I only grabbed a list to, so that I have something to work with off my memory, but I'm surprised about how many if we go back and count those movies, I bet that there's at least 40 or 50. Yeah, no, that's a lot that we worked through. I don't know what Kat's doing back there, but she's definitely sounding like a little gremlin. I um, see her on the floor. I can't... Think she's she might be putting, eating something? No, she might be putting the ferrets away. Um... Oh, she might be feeding the ferrets, too. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> it's really mean of Julian to take the ferrets out, knowing that she was doing the podcast and then leaving. <laughs> I mean, another dark comedy TV show that we could mention is Pushing Daisies. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love Pushing Daisies. It's about a pie maker who, strangely enough, who has a gift of taking dead things and bringing them back alive. So he makes pies because he can take spoiled and stuff and make food out of them. Oh, what about but, like Sweeney Todd? Sweeney, uh, is that uh, I? Is that considered a comedy? I mean, it's considered a musical. I yeah, mean, what's your opinion on Sweeney Todd. What? Is Sweeney Todd a dark comedy? Todd, would you consider that a dark comedy? I mean, it's a musical, but would you consider it a comedy too? I, I mean, there are, is, but there are parts that are kind of like funny in it but not like I don't I wouldn't call it an intentional I don't think it's an intentional dark comedy no but there is a subject that we are supposed to discuss because while you were gone we came to the end of this list 
<laughs> on our discussion that we're supposed to have is on Romeo and Juliet. Macbeth and Othello right here, but I don't have Romeo and Juliet right here. Well, Macbeth and Othello. What was the meme I posted? I know. I don't know if someone didn't know that Romeo and Juliet was a comedy. Yeah, somebody didn't know that Romeo and Juliet was a comedy. I didn't know it was a comedy. I posted that I'm meme that you posted. Hold on, it was in our group. That Romeo and Juliet is not a romance. It's a it's a relationship between a, two teenagers that resulted in six deaths. It's an inappropriate relationship between two teenagers that resulted in six deaths, I think yes. is what it says. The thing that people don't realize is that when Shakespeare wrote it, he wrote it as a comedy, not a tragedy. So, Do not know this. Guess what, everybody? You're wrong. <laughs> it's also, it apparently is a qualifier as a dark comedy. It yep. also just shows how many people, though, for how many years have not actually read or interacted with Romeo and Juliet. Because most of us have heard about it, and that's been enough. Or we watched fucking Romeo with Leonardo DiCaprio, what the fuck ever that one was called. They butchered it. They one butchered that Keller hates and wants to burn to the ground. I I hate Romeo and Juliet in general. Like, I love Shakespeare. I have read a good portion of his, his plays. Two of my favorites are Othello and Macbeth. Hamlet's actually one of the few that I haven't read, and I need to read that one. But I fucking hate Romeo and Juliet. Because they, they, they do just that. They make it into this gorgeous love story, and it's just so tragic, blah, 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 blah. Juliet was 13, Romeo was 17, and when it was in his fuckboy stage, and... It's funny. It's funny. I'm sorry for anybody to like, oh my god, this is the love of my life, and I'm gonna when it's there's no life. It's 24 hours of knowing. Right. They met at a costume party by accident. Their families hated each other. They lived across the street from each other, hated each other, so their kids were like, fuck our families. We just met. Let's get married. Oh, by the way, you abandoned me, so I'm gonna poison myself. And then the other one shows up and is like, oh, you died. Let me die with you. Uh, there's not enough poison left on your lips for our first kiss, so let me stab myself and commit suicide. Like, really? Really? This is, this is your beautiful love story? No, you guys are fucking stupid. So if you want some fun, uh, guys, just to realize how stupid this is, because I've picked up the book, and when you open it, it clearly says Romeo and Juliet, a comedy. Okay? Oh, it's just not easily accessible. So, so when you Google it, okay, it says everyone's like, not everyone, just a few people. It says, no, it is not classified as a comedy, nor even a romance, because as an unhappy ending, it's a tragedy in the traditional way of classifying plays. These people are uneducated, and there's a lot of it rampant on the internet, because it should be very simple to pull that up, because it is exactly a comedy. Right. I don't understand the stupidity of the internet right now. I think it's I think it proves. Is, tra is almost trying to rewrite Romeo and Juliet, and again, it just shows how many people haven't actually read it. Correct. Like, well, I heard about the story, and that sounds like a tragedy to me, so it's right. a tragedy. And I, just, and I just opened my copies of um, Macbeth and Othello, who are from Folgers, which is the Shakespeare Library, mm -hmm. and they both say the tragedy of Othello and the tragedy of Macbeth. So, they will clearly state what yep, they are. And I have a, mid yes. number, a Midsummer Night's Dream right here, and when you open that one up, which is also by Folger, 
It just says a midnum Midsummer Night's Dream. It doesn't say comedy, tragedy, anything. It just says That's summer just a story. Right. It's just, we wrote it to be what it and is. I have more of my Folgers collection. They're just on my other bookshelf, so they're not like readily right here where I can bend over and pick them up. Um, because I have most of them, including Romeo and Juliet, and they're all from Folger. So well, like and listening to Richard describe it and you describe it, if you look at it through a sarcastic point of view, like a sarcastic adult perspective of how children treat love, quotation mark, it's a, it's a hilarious take on teenage love, which is extremist and exaggerated and um, overly passionate in inappropriate situations. Every teenage relationship I have been in and or encountered has, has been a display of that. Exactly. So like, Explain Sorry. like that. Yeah, that makes sense as a comedy, absolutely. But I feel like there has been such a distance and so many generations of people who haven't read it. No, I just went on my which also say I, it's Twelfth Night and Much Ado About Nothing, and those both just they're their titles. They don't have comedy, tragedy. I might not have Romeo and Juliet because I hate it that much. I might not have kept it. Sorry, I interrupted you, cat. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just, I looked at a picture of uh, the super slide account. Someone posted a picture of them going down the super slide with their kid, and I was suddenly annoyed at the one carny who, um, instead of letting me have an experience with my child, decided to block me and hit on me, and it was really obnoxious. Oh, what a douche. Yeah, it was only one this year. Like, I've encountered the younger, the further back I go in my age, the more it happened. I'm getting a little out of age range for perverted carnies. Luckily, which is both gross and a relief. Um, right. But he, the, my one experience, just as a random segue that this happened to me through, I. Got it. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. <coughs> my copy of this one actually says the tragedy of Romeo and Juliet on it. Oh, when was that printed, though? And who uh, printed it? I, I'm going through printings now. It's older. I, I am finding I am finding that there's a that there's a bunch there's there seems to be a, a, there's, there's copies with both. And it's super interesting to see this. There must be a collision on the internet of what exactly it was and how to interpret it. I think it's done by publishers. Like when you're looking, depending on the publisher, some list it as a comedy, some list it as a tragedy. I think it depends on the publisher. And the writer's no longer alive to defend himself. Now I kind of want to know is. even further. Interesting. Yeah, my son wanted to ride the super slide, and I was like, woo, let's ride the super slide. And he was like, let's race. And I was like, woo, let's go race. And he runs up the stairs to the go up the super slide, and I go to go up the super slide, and Carney Dude steps in front of me, like sidesteps in front of me, cutting me off so that my kid's already, like, up the stairs. And I'm like, what's up, bro? And he's like, you can't ride. And I was like, why? And he's like, you can't do it. You have to stay down here. And I was like, you don't let people ride side by side on the super slide? And he's like, oh, yeah, we do. And I was like, you don't let. Then how did the stairs hold a line of people? You don't let a line of people go. So he's like, oh, yeah, we do. And I was like, so just me. Just me can't go up there with my kid. And he's like, yeah, just you. He, he, he. I'm so cute and funny. Ha, ha, ha. You robbed me of an experience with my child, you gross dude. And it was rude as fuck. So... I'm putting that out there, and now everybody knows about it. I wish I should have got your name. Right. Don't do that. 
Don't do that to mothers. It's fucking obnoxious. We're there to hang out with our kid. We're not there for your fucking... Ugh. Yeah, that's so nasty and ridiculous. It's just annoying. And he didn't necessarily say anything gross. He just did an annoying thing that cornered me in a situation where now I have to deal with this dude instead of have fun with my kid. And, and you knew what you were doing, man. So... Anyway, thanks for letting me get that out on a segue. But it did do do perf. Anyways, yeah, no, I, this may say the tragedy of it, but I know for a fact. I do too. It it's like super weird. Well, I find it interesting that the public public because I've seen it in a book under comedy. Yeah. Like that's really, really interesting. Right, and the way it was introduced to me by my professor, by by my professor, by my when, because I actually studied this book in like three different of my classes, just because of the way the 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 syllabus was, it was always introduced to me as a comedy. Yeah. Well, and again, it, like as it's getting described to me, yeah, that makes sense. The like the the tragic comedy that is teenage love, which is extremist. It and, is. It also okay, so he, this could explain it. This oh, okay. Okay. Somewhere in the nineties, they determined that the main difference between Shakespearean comedy and tragedy. Is that Shakespearean comedies end in marriage as a reunion, but Shakespearean tragedies usually end the death of the tragic hero. So they have reclassified uh, it. Uh, okay. So they reclassified it because the hero dies. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like that was done in the 90s. When was yeah. your Folgers Doesn't edition? Does Romeo live? Um, no, no, they both, they both died. died. They both so the original died. Oh, okay. was 92, and then the second one was 2011. So yeah, that might be why. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are my notes here? It says Tibble. It says Kinsman of the Capulets. And then I have a, a little note here that says a ball of hate. It's <laughs> 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 a fun yeah, little that's, side that's note. Ball of hate. That's Tibble for you. He was just a ball of hate. Yeah, but, oh. but it is a satire. It says. Like, even on here, the agreement is Romeo and Juliet is a satire mocking the idea of true and immediate love. Shakespeare yeah. wanted to reinforce the idea because, in the same time, playwright by the name had a piece called Dido, Queen of Carthage. Yeah. Okay. So he was, he was oh. making fun of it. Yeah. Dude, y'all learned what something just now. You're welcome. You want a real tragedy from Shakespeare? Read Othello. That book will fuck up your day. If you would like to really be traumatized, dude, it's Othello and his wife are happily and married and are perfect for one another. And then Iago, the bastard, comes in and destroys it. And Othello ends up brutally murdering his wife. Oh, that's a shame. Yep. A little Gatsby going on. I mean, except the husband murders Gatsby because yep. the wife is a fucking. She didn't even do anything wrong. She didn't even no, do anything wrong. I do think that she represents the disconnection that is the elitist mindset, though. Like, I'm oh, not necessarily I mean, going to be responsible I mean, for my decision. In Othello. She oh, you mean in Othello? Sorry. No, and I tell her she doesn't do anything wrong. She literally she doesn't, doesn't do anything wrong. Like, oh, darling, I missed you. Well, how have you been? And she's and he's like, you're a fucking lying, cheating horse. Stab. See, that's an extreme. 
It's a zero to a hundred situation. Uh, all because he listened to Iago. You guys over don't listen wife. to your shitty friends over your wives. No, don't. Yep. I mean, that's so, that. Actually, me and my fiance had a situation like that over a restaurant. So I'm just we, saying. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, that's me quickly summarizing Othello. It's there's there's more to it than that, but Othello is is one of my my favorites. Yep. It's actually, I think I'm missing one of my books. Much ado, oh, maybe it's Much Ado About Nothing. No, it's not Much Ado About Nothing. Both my I'm kids. trying to see what do I have next yeah. to me as far as my reading. I feel like my reading. I have a book named Woman, which is a book that either women tend to hate and men like. I have to go find another one because there's one that I mean I know I'm missing. I don't remember the name of the play, but it's um it's um it, I know it's Shakespeare because it's about the 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 father and the daughter that are stranded on the the island and end up making it back to society. It's the one that has like all the wizardy stuff in it. Um, Your wizard Harry. Yeah, kind of. I should have this on my coffee table. Why don't I have this on my coffee table? I know I have it. I just don't know where it is. I have to go through all my books. My books are so unorganized right now. I have to I have to find it. Anyways. Okay, so anyway, I got a sidetracked on a segue there because Romeo and Juliet is I'm still researching it, so it's super interesting. Yeah, I, I I've been probably pretty quiet the past few minutes because I've just been yeah. reading. Yeah, now we're all, like, researching our own stuff. Right, sorry. Anyway, it's back to what we are doing. Because uh, I will sit here and do uh, do Shakespeare stuff all day. Uh, well, I, even I if it's kind of a short episode because it's our discussion, that's fine. But there's, like, seriously, there's a bunch of movies in there that should be watched. There's more dark comedies. I'm just not pulling out of my head right now. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I think I've covered my favorites. I have my own little shelf down there with, with my absolute favorite dark comedies that just have to be seen. And I'm I'm happy that I've gotten to at least I'm, I'm excited to be doing Arsenic and you guys. Neither one of you have seen it. No. And not this has not only a dark comedy, but it's a movie too. So uh -huh. being able to mix that, but um, I think it definitely stems for good conversation over some of these films. For sure. Oh, well, I'm what defines a dark comedy for each of us, kind of, because apparently it's a little different depending who you are. On the title, right? It's it sounds like we've already started to build our September-October list. Which yes. a lot of those should be dark comedies. Probably, yeah. yeah. It looks like a lot of them will be. Um, we should start off with House of Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's Thanksgiving. Thanks. Technically, it's a Thanksgiving movie, which is bizarre. <laughs> oh, well, no repeats. I mean, oh, I, well. We didn't mention Satan's Little Helper yet, which is a fun movie. Uh, it's, it's about a little boy who's obsessed with that uses Satan as a character in his video game. Guy gets out of prison. It's Halloween time. He's ends up in, with a Satan costume, and he he's a killer. And the little boy thinks he's is all excited that it's Satan, and he wants to be Satan's little helper. And they start going around killing people throughout the That's neighborhood. Pretty funny. And they're popping them up on like porches and stuff, like 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 their statues and. Yeah, it's it's super fun. It passively sounds like 
Um, I think it's called Good Dog or Good Boy, but it's about a little boy with a possessed dog. Oh, well, possession is nine-tenths of the animal. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know. It's, it's, I mean, it looks pretty hilarious. It's just one of those ones that I keep eyeballing and being like, huh, wonder how that works out. Probably yeah. not great. All then right. I keep going. I just know I really want to do Pan's Labyrinth. That's that's one that's been that and like Pan's how Labyrinth Labyrinth Castle have been ones that have been like in the back of my head for a while. Pan's Labyrinth. What's the other one that he did to um to a uh, 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 peak? Peak. Crimson yeah, Peak. Crimson Peak. peak. Yeah. Super good movie. I've never actually. I've never actually seen Crimson Peak. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah, it's got that's sure. got it's, Tom Hiddleston in it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Make sure to put Pan's Labyrinth on her list so that i well it sounds like keller actually wants to do her own episode so i'm kind of excited with that he, she, she hasn't done her own episode in a while get a special kelsey treat and right. actually according to tradition it's right around spoopy season which is the really the only time you do episodes keller i was <laughs> like our movies and i'm like it's spoopy season my own episode like <laughs> I'm back in, bitches. Okay, I'm good now. Uh, like that friend that only Pan's shows up for Labyrinth. holidays. I wouldn't really call Pan's Labyrinth like a, a horror movie, but it's definitely got that like suspense. Well, and I would disagree because I think there's a lot of reading in you can do to Pan's Labyrinth and the horror of childhood trauma and shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 a at least the perspective I took it in was like the ending for me was like. I think we just saw something really dark happen wrapped up in a real nice way. Yeah, I, I, I take it more as like a dark fantasy. See, I saw it at the same time I was going through like my Hellboy phase. So I literally watched like both Hellboy movies and that movie in like the same weekend. Oh, that's an interesting segue. Yeah, well, you know. Um, so American Beauty is on here. Would you guys consider that a comedy? What? No. But me I, wouldn't. I wouldn't have considered that a comedy. Me neither. Um, so yeah, like I, I would definitely, definitely go that. Like it, it definitely has all the fantasy elements. Yeah, and like dark and fantasy, and labyrinth yeah. elements, and that sort of thing. So that's that's where I would go with it. Not so much horror, but dark fantasy. Like it Me definitely too, has horror elements to it, but I never looked at it in that aspect. I was always like, this is a dark fantasy more than a this is a horror element. Yeah, but but I, can see, I mean, I once you said you dark can, fantasy, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. I can see where you can see it as a horror horror movie, too, but that's how I, I never looked at it that way. My God, guys, Orphan is on the dark comedy list, which is like the absurdity of the, the movie. Orphan is Orphan great. is hilarious in itself. I mean, it is kind of funny when she kicks her in the face. <laughs> I just love it because I compared it back to Batman with Baby Doll. Ha! I mean, I mean, it's true. Oh my god! Okay. This list on IMDb anyway. lists Baby Driver, and I don't, I don't think that that's a dark comedy either. Well, that's like listing the Big Lebowski. That's hilarious. That's not a dark comedy necessarily. I don't think, but it is I, super funny, and I do love the Big Lebowski. Grand Budapest know. Hotel. There's a reason for that one. So that could very well be a dark comedy. Yes. Yeah. No one didn't mention. Why is and Matilda on here? Oh, because it's about child abuse. Yeah. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention I, I give it an honorable mention since we're getting the ones that aren't quite dark comedy, but we're gonna go there anyways. And since we mentioned Blazing Saddles, I'm gonna say Spaceballs. Yes, Spaceballs. Wonderful. Yes. No one can see what I'm doing, but I'm covering my private. Uh. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> <laughs> That is a fun movie. Not uh, dark comedy, but it's super fun. It's I would call it inappropriate humor. For yeah. Sure. My kids just randomly look at me and go, we ain't found shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately so. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, maybe I shouldn't have shown you guys that movie when I did. Oh, but- here it is. Why women kill. Good for them. Thank you for putting that in there. That makes me happy. That's a TV show, right? That's a TV show. It's short, though. Yeah. It's like the first season is the only season I would ask anyone to watch, and it's only... I'm going to click on it. I think it's only not very many episodes. Um, well, Miss Athena's still in here. I didn't realize she was still in here. Oh. I thought I didn't think I had any of the kitties in here, but I did. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, another thing I'm going to mention, yeah, so, only because so. I know it is now a TV show, but I read it when it was just a book... Is American Gods. I would say that's a dark comedy. Oh, would you? Okay. Yeah, I would consider that fantasy. Uh, really? Would you consider com- Well, I mean... Have you read the book? Yes, there's a line in the book oh. where... Okay. And I, hope, I haven't watched the TV show, so I don't know. But this is coming from a... I've read the book. I haven't seen the TV show yet. I've seen the show. And in the book where Shadow, who is the main character, is following either Hugin or Munin through, the, through a forest... And I don't remember exactly what he says to the bird, but the bird turns around and looks at him and goes, fuck you, and flies away. Yep, yep, that happens. <laughs> uh, red, red. I would have called Red a comic book movie. Wait, have you seen the TV show? Of um, American oh, Gods? Yeah. American Gods? Oh, okay. No, so Dwayne that- wants us to watch it, we just haven't yet. I, I own it if you need to see it. I'm, it depends on what's Cereal going. Mom. I forgot about Cereal Mom. Oh, uh, Cereal Mom, yeah. The kids watched it with you. They said it's really good. And also, the leprechaun whose name escapes me in American Gods, I would definitely say he's a comedian. Okay. <laughs> and the, in Shadow's Wife, that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil Shadow's Wife. But Shadow's Wife? Funny. Okay. All right. Cereal Mom is the perfect American mom. Only, you know, when she gets pissed off at or, you know, somebody that hurts her kids or Think she murders them. She tends to lean towards serial killer. That's fun. That's kind of yeah. like season two. Serial as in the serial. Serial as in the stabby. It's yeah. got Kathleen Turner and Ricky Lake, and it's it's directed by John Waters. You so, like- hairspray. Oh, okay. Interesting. I was like, yeah. I almost forgot it. Yeah, and I did just show it to the kids the other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. I'm just we making have- sure over this new list if there's anything massive that we haven't talked rubber about the tire that murders people. I mean, that's no, but that's a bad movie. Like it sounds is. like a terrible movie that's probably hilarious because it's absurd. How to be a serial killer, where he teaches the secrets of a satisfying. I have murder. seen that, and it's it's nuts. It's unhinged. It's teaching unhinged Mrs. Tingle. Now. I love teaching Mrs. Tingle. There, there's a girl that wants to be valedictorian so bad that she's willing to kill her teacher to do it. I mean, okay, that's a true crime story that exists. <laughs> that's, that's it, 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 what about Hamlet too? I love him. 
Is, is that considered a dark comedy? No, it's what I'm asking. I don't know. I love that I movie. Know, I don't have experience. Like, I'm going never... to say yes. We should make an executive decision. <laughs> Hamlet 2 is about a teacher that's about to lose his job, so he writes a sequel to Hamlet in hopes to get people to come to his plays. Interesting. We'll get and it of high school students on board, and it's fucking fantastic. And huh. it, it, it features songs like "Fuck uh, Rock Me Sexy Jesus and um, Raped in the Face. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. It's, it's a great movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, it probably is a dark comedy. Yeah. I mean, with titles like that, I would say it would the only appropriate way is if it was. You know, I bet you Bucky Larson Adventures of a Porn Star is too. Yep. Here it is. Yep. Cool World is on here. That was the one I was thinking of. Cool World is like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I mean, yep. I suppose could be considered a dark it's comedy just, as well. Under dark comedies, more like Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. it's kind of, but also it's yeah. next to Child's Play, which is like I, that I would consider a yeah. dark comedy yeah. because Chucky movies are fucking hilarious. I personally liked Bride of Chucky, but that's because I am a 90s hoe. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I land in the Chucky verse. They put the lobster on dark comedy, which I thought was a, it's a very strange movie. And I can't say I loved it. But it's about a, a society of people that if they can't find, if they if they have so long to find a mate, if they can't find, they can get they can get turned into any animal or thing of their choice and try again because they means they failed as a human. This oh. movie. So the lobster. So the lobster. Uh, what? I think Thane was talking about it. So this guy decides to turn into a lobster. Correct. Yeah. It's a weird. It's 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 a weird movie. Like I didn't. I can't say I liked it. I can't say I hated it. It was just something it that just existed exists. that took up my times. It yeah. exists in its own verse. Yeah. World. Yeah. Well, I think that, that does successfully cover the subject I think we pretty got well. A wide range. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you found something through here that you would like to watch that you haven't watched already, or that we mentioned something you enjoy, and so you got to hear one of your favorite movies shouted out. Um, we learned a lot about our favorite movies and stuff that we love and hate, and where we're going to go for our spoopy season this year. Yeah. What's yeah. our other House of Yes? Stuff? You should watch House of Yes. House of Richard always wants you to watch House of Yes. I always want you to go on the Facebook page and tell me your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Also, suggest any movies you want. You can do that on the Discord too. You guys please. got to hop in the Discord and come bother us and share it with your friends and all that stuff because we get lonely when I just have to talk to Richard and Cat all week long. And apparently, her cat, her actual cat, who came and said hi during the week. And. <laughs> Make sure you watch Arsenic and Old Lace because that's what we're doing next. Which is a dark comedy. And I'm excited to see this. This looks super hilarious. I watched the trailer and I'm actually rather excited to get this under my belt. And I know nothing about it. I am going in absolutely blind. And I'm going to go look for the rest of my um, Shakespeare collection. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's on a mission. I hear everybody. And I'm going to order Hamlet off of Amazon because I haven't read Hamlet yet and I need I to. I still want. Please give us Spoiler, money. So they I can die. Die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Do they for me? She's watched Hamlet too. She already knew. I know they all die in Hamlet, dummy. I've just never actually read it. Hey, you want another spoiler? They all die in Macbeth, Macbeth too. 
I knew. I, I love Macbeth. It's I one of my favorites. <laughs> I get, unlike the other member of our party, I've read Shakespeare. You guys are fucking weird! <laughs> weird! It's both the fucking weirdo and normal people haven't read Shakespeare. And I have two of the anomalies. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a play that I think you would like. It's from the 13th century French romance stuff. It sounds like some shit I couldn't read if I tried. It's called Silence. It's about a transgender knight. And it's even set up so you can either read it in French on this side or in English on this side. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait for the movie. It's still got another couple hundred years. In like a day and a half, I devoured this. It's fantastic. It's really this good. Is, Kells will devour books like no other person on the planet, though, and then hand you something Harry Potter-sized and be like, it only took me a week. Just read it in your spare time. Fairness, Harry Potter had large font. In fairness, I read Harry Potter in a day and a half. Me okay, too. I'm sorry to insult your intelligence. My bad. Mostly because I had to, not because I wanted readers. Because I had to, not because I wanted to. Let me make that clear. You did? I was. I read it because I wanted to. I had to read it for class. American Gods took me a week, but it also, in my defense, I had just had surgery and was hyped up on pain meds. When Harry Potter <laughs> one came out, I was working at Walmart overnights, and we had this book display of it. And I was looking at the cover, and it's like that kind of looks interesting. So during my breaks, I would read it, and then I ended up, I like, I read it in two nights, so two hours, and yeah. then um, at the end, I bought it because I loved it. Guys, I've seen I'm surrounded by good readers. Please go on the Facebook page so I don't feel so alone. I don't like Rowling. I have my own opinions of her. I think we're all that's... very disappointed in you, Rowling. Yeah, Rowling. You could have done so much better. Can't believe you outed yourself as a shit person and we were all enjoying your stuff. You transphobe and everything else. You fucking transphobe. Horrible fucking. Fairness, aside from her personal beliefs and stuff, I still love her racist. books. So you know, that's what I'm, people do and help them dear. That's why they were mad about it. Granted, I've only read the first one, but I didn't. I didn't like it. Nope. No, I'm obsessed. I have them all. Okay. I okay. think a lot of people thought they were really precious, and because it was such a, it was definitely written by someone who understood how an adolescent mind absorbs a book, and so like that book fucking exploded in my social oh. group. Oh Everyone yeah, fucking yeah, read that series. Just too old to really get into Harry Potter when it was a hype. So that was like my little sister. I think you were just a little too far out. But me and yeah. Tra me and Amara, yeah. yeah, yeah. I read it before it was popular. Like it, it just come out. There was no popular around it. The cover art looks interesting. I like. I read it. That's why I have first editions because I, I, it wasn't because I sought them out. It was because I bought them. And, yeah. But and I noticed. I didn't notice the obsession with it besides me until book four. Right. And book four had the largest first printing in, in the world that it ever had. I think that's when the propaganda of Harry Potter really probably took hold was around like book four. So I, you know, I, and I was an adult the entire time I, you know, that they've been out. So I, I just picked it up and it was like, this is it's fun. This is more like world. Oz. And I, you know, and I, picked it up it's like easy read there were easy reads like the the type is larger so it makes it feel longer um you know but it whatever 
That's because they can read it easily. Everybody doesn't make it an easy read. If it took you longer than three days to get through Harry Potter, then I welcome you into my corner. Yeah, I, I, I admit I do read really fast. I can I do too. Yeah. through 70,000 words in like six hours. I'm surrounded by smart people. Don't mind them. No, well, the thing is, is I wasn't allowed to have TV until I was 15, so I read any book I could get a hold of. So oh, so I you became, really exercise that. I became, like, people don't realize right. that people are like, oh, your bedtime's 9 o'clock, you go in your room and you go to bed. No, I don't. I sit in my room and I read for two hours every night. Like, I don't go to bed till 11. I go in my you room. You are a reader. That's something yeah. you would no, Truthfully, I barely read anymore. Like, um, the last book I picked up was Keller's. Um, truthfully. Full days, guys. Guys, 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 the second one comes out on the first. Which is huge. Oh, look for it. Go look for it. Kells, drop the website. Where can they go find it? Um, Anywhere. Wherever. Amazon. Amazon. Really anywhere they sell books. So go find it on Amazon, yeah. on eBay. I don't know where they sell books. Where do they probably sell books? eBay Barnes probably will have it. eBay will probably eventually have it. But yeah, basically we're in uh, Barnes & Noble, Nook, Kindle, wherever, wherever you can buy physical. Okay. I just yeah. barely started reading the first one and for three seconds was confused because I was like, cell phone? I thought they were, oh right, we haven't gotten there yet. Because yeah. I've already talked to you about sports. Sammy, Sammy there first. I know, I got ahead of myself with Sammy. I was like, what's he got a cell phone for? No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. He's supposed to Yeah, have that's it. the only downside of being friends with me. You learn about plot points that happen three books later. Like, <laughs> I'm like, where's the, oh no, wait. Yeah, but I did notice like my speed reading, like I can read a book very quickly, and always could. That I found out when I read Keller's book, I still do that. So I haven't lost the ability to, to read quickly, um, despite the fact that I have well, you know, virtually watched more TV now. But it is what it is. And I, but, I don't, I don't want to lose my 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 speed reading, so I I make sure I'm reading all the time. I think it's because as fast as the narrator on Audible. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, I read everything. I'll go back and reread. You know, like I reread um, Neil Gaiman just a little while ago. I read Silence. I'll probably go back and read Macbeth here pretty soon. I'm gonna order Hamlet. Like I read fan fiction all the time. Like I've always got something I'm reading. So I'll go back. And then I did. American Serial Killers. Those are the two books I'm working on right now. So Keller's book and American Serial Killers, The Deadliest Years, 1950 to 2000. So Yeah, Cast is the first one. See, even you're using the abbreviations now, which doesn't help me because I need to stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> using the abbreviations while I'm talking about it. Cast in the Twilight is the first one. Like Cast in the Twilight is the first one, and then The Last City of Light is coming out in like three days. It comes out September 1st. You can it though so go go pre-order it right now and tell your friends because i'm super excited size books so don't pan just because keller's like an avid reader these books are very manageable size i may use big words in everyday speech but i know not everybody has my vocabulary so i think the biggest word that i ever use honestly is prehensile when I am describing right. the holidays in the second book. Um, they have the tail that they can, they can cling to things with and stuff like prehensile is the word I need to use. Um, but no, I, they're very manageable. The they're between 68 and 70,000 words a piece. So they're, they're quick, quick reads, quote unquote, in that aspect. It's not, no, you're not picking up 
fucking Gone with the Wind. Yeah, it's only a couple it's hours. It's not Stephen King where you're yeah. having. It's only shut the fuck up, Richard. No one can read a book in a couple hours. Stop it. I hear that if you sit down and try to read the book in one sitting, it should take you four to six hours. I mean, if I did it as I a dyslexic, I, 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 did, I, I don't think I did. I, could do it in like I, I think days, I did it in under really three. Okay, but for for the a regular the, right average reader, it should take you four to six hours. The books are between sixty-eight and seventy thousand words right now. They're built for that amount of reading, so yeah, it's very manageable yeah. book. They, I would categorize them as um, like new new adult because we're dealing with you know adult topics, characters, right. We're dealing with adult themes and whatnot. I mean, like, one of the main plot points is Rourke and Sammy's relationship. We're gonna go places that aren't meant for 12-year-olds. But I don't use adult wording. Like I said, the biggest word I think I use throughout the entire fucking series at this point is prehensile. Like, there's gonna be a lot of if ands, and buts in here because I'm dealing with everyday... So many buts. All the buts. So many buts, Richard. Attaching. Richard. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you better. You, you better. <laughs> All right, we have to go. Oh, All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being here, buddy. <laughs>